This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Monday through Friday, 5 to 10. KLEQ and KLEQ HD1 El Paso. A town square media station. Must be Monday. begins another wonderful work week. No! Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. Okay. Are you done? Let's get back to work. Showtime. Only on 95.5 KLAQ. Right. Welcome, uh, everybody, to our show for this Monday morning, June the 27th. I was just uh, commiserating with Nico. Uh over his disastrous comedy set that I've heard about at uh, the Latin Kings Comedy. So, huh? Good morning, Nico and Jimmy. And how was your week other than that disaster on Saturday night? I uh, thought I had an amazing time. I've only heard one review so far. Was it from Joanna? Because somebody told, a little bird told me that Joanna was there that night. I only heard one review of Nico Got Stage Time opening up for the legends like Paul Rodriguez and Joey Medina and Johnny Sanchez. And, and he killed it. That's right. Well, what I heard... From, from what I heard... Was that Nico... <laughs> from what I heard... All right. Was really, really funny. The one person that I've spoken to who saw you on Saturday with the Latin Kings. And who they, was that? It was Joanne. Yeah. That said, You're really funny. <laughs> he said, Nico was really funny. He was so funny. <laughs> Did you notice how nobody booed? This is after I told the entire row, hey, if a guy named Nico comes out, we're all booing. <laughs> you told but them all to boo? I told them all to boo, and they were like, yeah, Joanna, we'll boo with you. I called off the hit for you, boo. <laughs> Well, how was it? I know you were really excited. And I, you saw this as like a, a watershed moment in your Buzz, stand-up comedy career. I heard the words from the Buzz Adams board. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, he got time. <laughs> well. And Nico was so funny. Thank you, Jeremy. It was awesome. And I got to close the show, too. What do you mean you got to go out and thank everybody? He's the one that told everyone, a big round of applause. Oh, God. Well, I kept seeing, like, throughout everybody's set, Nico's little head creeping out from the curtains. Oh, you you were on that side? Okay, no. Hilarious. I'm like, what is Nico doing? Just peeking Pretty sure that's out. not supposed to happen, right? You're not supposed to be pe- see people, like, sticking know. their heads in the wings. the wings. Well, I was the one that had to wait for Paul to get off, and he was only supposed to do 30. <laughs> he ended up doing an hour. <laughs> he 
what else from the weekend? Oh, the uh, Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. I don't know if you heard anything. Oh about that. yeah. All right. Thanks for taking my news story. Well, I'm sure there's other news, but uh, we're going to have a lot of audio in today and sound clips uh, coming up as people were, were reacting, uh, celebrating in some cases, protesting in others, uh, but all kinds of reactions from the world. And uh, we'll have that coming up in today in sound clips. But you're right. Let's go ahead and get to a preview of what's happening today as we kind of get our bearings going here. Joanna, Entertainment News, what do you have coming up for entertainment? Well, thanks to the boys, they have caused Amazon to start a standards and practices department. What, based on that hero gasm? Because that was so, so lame. Oh, my God. They the weakest hype, overhyped thing they that I've ever heard They hyped it up of. way too much. And then halfway through, I'm all, that was it? Yeah. And then I was like, are we desensitized to sex now? Like, By the way, that was like a five comic run in the comic book the boys i remember you saying yeah. that mm-hmm. and it wasn't on an island it was just I at some a sex island some washed up superheroes house oh oh the no, whole thing was so lame so lame, so lame. I, I apologize and i didn't even have anything to do with it i know i kept like <laughs> saying like oh they're edging us and it's gonna be so great yeah and filthy it was doesn't it feel not. bad when you hype something up and then I you know. realize that you I were would part like of to the apologize as well yeah you were part of the hype machine that oh, did not what? live up to it. <laughs> Stupid snorgasm. Snor- <laughs> uh, yes, so yeah, snorgasm. I saw the Elvis movie on Saturday. <gasps> what was that? I thought it was great. I mean, it's, it getting, really it's getting so-so reviews, but I really thought it was spectacular. Yeah. I mean, just a real, a real visual treat. It's about three hours long. Ooh. Oh, my God. I think it was All about right. two hours and 40 minutes long. So that is a <gasps> lot of Elvis, it's but it's, his of whole, Elvis. it's pretty much his whole <laughs> life. And it, it reminded me of some things that I think at one point I knew or I'd heard of but never really appreciated, like how rebellious and dangerous Elvis was seen as when he first came on the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that, you know. His hips moved. His hips moved and women faded. Yeah, a whole and, lot of shaking. Yeah. Uh but it played that really well and showed you like how beside themselves with worry parents and religious leaders and politicians were over it. I mean, he was really a cultural phenomenon before the Beatles and before, you know, a lot of uh, the stuff that went on in the 60s. Elvis really set the stage for that. And they did a really good job. And I'm telling you, I called it before, but that uh, Austin Butler, the actor who plays Elvis, mm-hmm. I is going to be... One of the biggest stars in the world. Yeah, how, he's a hottie. How handsome yeah. is he in that yeah. movie? Okay, well, I didn't... Uh, yeah, he did a good job. I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, he's going to be as famous as Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp. I know that that's weighted. That, that's a loaded statement now. But, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio or whoever else, this Austin Butler is going to be one of the biggest stars looking back. And this is kind of what... Uh, Started it all for him. Yeah. And he still does that little accent. From, he still can't shake that off. Oh, the Elvis accent? He sounds great. Well, Mama, you're my best girl. But uh, Did they get into his pill popping? Oh, yeah. You saw the pill popping. You saw the IVs being administered by Dr. Nick. Nice. You saw uh, him being taken advantage of by so many people, even his, even his own father. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, but especially Colonel Tom Parker. So, fantastic. And I think it's all about the performance by Austin Butler, who played Elvis in this thing. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to go back and see it again in the while it's still in theaters. That's how much I liked it. I was reading an interview that he... He uh, <laughs> he asked for advice from Leonardo DiCaprio because the director is Boz Lerman. Oh know? right, they did uh, Romeo Greg plus Gatsby. Juliet. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Wait, what did you say they did? Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But Romeo plus Juliet, and I guess he's a weird director to work with. Uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio is like he's gonna th- he's gonna throw you off. He's gonna make you feel weird. Um, but he's gonna yeah. A lot of directors do that. Kubrick did that. Famously, when I was working with him on The Shining, <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. Like I'm just gonna start throwing out references. Like I, like I worked. With all, <laughs> wouldn't that be hilarious? Just casually, yeah. I drop in conversation. It sounded so yeah. natural. <laughs> yeah, when we were working together on the original Red Dawn. <laughs> I was gonna say you look like a little, you know, Jack Nicholas. You know, I could see that um, out of shape, but yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Boz Lerman is also the guy who did, and tell me if you remember this, because this predates Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet. If I had any advice to give to the class of 1997, oh, it would be this. Oh, that uh, wear sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Yeah. What? You, Joanna, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It was, a, it was what, a big radio hit. They played it on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was basically like him giving a commencement speech, and a lot of people thought that, uh, oh, it Kind of like as the internet was getting started up, there were all kinds of rumors that it was uh, Kurt Vonnegut. Some other people said it was so-and-so, but it was Boz Lerman. Oh, interesting. Who did this uh, wear sunscreen. Oh, I love it. And you've you've never heard of this thing no, before? No, first time. Okay. Well, I... Like a baby bird. I definitely recommend Elvis. Nice. I'm very disappointed in the boys. Uh, hero gasm was a major letdown. I skipped ahead from everything just to watch this episode, and then I was like, "That's it, one traveling love sausage." Yeah, oh, and he had already- Jensen Ackles. You're a big, uh, you want, I bet you wanted to see him. Oh make my him. god, he! I did, oh. but he looks amazing. Who is he anyway? Jensen Ackles. Yeah, from Supernatural. For the longest time, he was in Supernatural. Which yeah, was like a great show. 14 seasons worth. Jeffrey Dean Morgan came out in it as well. He played his dad. It was a good show. All right, Nico, how about uh, the regular news? What do we have coming up? Uh, there's something about abortion or uh, Donald Trump, I'm sure. Uh, just something along yeah. those lines, probably. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have some of the reaction, which has been uh, notable over the weekend since the Supreme Court. Uh, voted to strike down mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade, Crazy. Uh, which has been uh, around longer than you guys have. I mean, it's 50 years since Roe v. Wade yeah. went into effect. So Roe v. Wade is is older than most of the people that Roe v. Wade is going to affect. So, yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, most of the people who are still of childbearing years, Roe Ro v. Wade has been the law of the land well, of that, for their yeah. entire life. Uh, so we're going to have some of that in today in sound clips. We're going to have uh, we're going to have a true crime report coming up later. Uh, representatives from Big Brothers Big Sisters of El Paso are coming by later Woo! this morning. So we got all that on the way. And if uh, everybody's ready to go, we're going to go ahead and get things started. Fleet is going to be performing, and this will be their first performance ever in El Paso, November eighth at the Don Haskins Center.
some of the other uh, great concerts that are headed our way. Well, yeah, we're just about a two months away. We are exactly two months away from that big free show at Speaking Rock Entertainment Center, Papa Roach, Falling in Reverse, Hollywood Undead, and Bad Wolves all together, and it's free. So we got that one on the calendar. Then coming up on September 11th, it's Iron Maiden at the Don Haskins Center. Just uh, a week after that, the Scorpions and Whitesnake at the Don Haskins Center. This is, according to David Coverdale, his farewell tour as lead singer of Whitesnake. So um, switching up here, we got a comedy show, but it's a big one. John Mulaney is going to be at the Abraham Chavez Theater on October 22nd. Yes. And uh, Blue October is going to be playing the Plaza Theater. That's October 25th. And we are going to have more announcements about concerts uh, coming. And for those that have already been announced, we're going to have a lot of ticket uh, opportunities for you to win tickets and maybe some backstage. And you never know what kind of surprises we're going to throw your way. So keep listening and keep checking our website, klaq.com and the KLAQ mobile app. Let's do our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events and find out what is happening. Today is June 27th, and today is Celebrate Joy Day. Well, if you have any joy, you should celebrate that you have some. <laughs> Which Buzz does not. <laughs> never have, never will. <laughs> today is National Onion Day. Onions. <gasps> Buzz, say it. In Spanish? Si. Onion. <laughs> <laughs> what what is it really in Spanish? Cebolla. Why why have I thought that it's onion? I don't know, but I love it, and that's what my mom and I call it. <clears throat> you call it an onion. Today is National Sunglasses Day. Se compras se compraste los onions. Compraste onions. <laughs> Los onions make me lloris. ¿Qué? Lloris? Lloris. Llorar. Llorar. Oh, I thought you were trying to say fart in Spanish. And no, I was like, no, that is no, not no. how you do that. Pedos. <laughs> <laughs> Mate un burro. <laughs> Today is PTSD Awareness Day. All of those things happening here on June the 27th. Birthdays include... Chandler Riggs, who played Carl on Walking Dead. So when Walking Dead started, he was a little kid. He's 23 today. Whoa! Carl from Walking Dead is 23. Uh, Drake Bell, who was one of the stars of Drake and Josh, having a birthday. He's 36 today. And a Kardashian birthday today. Chloe Kardashian is 38. The oldest? Yes. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. No, no the you're youngest, right. I think. Yeah, you're right. God. I think Chloe is the youngest from the first batch. <laughs> no, I think then they Rob, went in Rob is the youngest. Yeah, nobody can. We're not counting Rob, obviously. <laughs> from the first batch? Please don't. Yeah, from the first batch of Kardashians. From the, from the Bobby batch. There's the Bobby and the Bruce batch. And these are the Bobby batch. Uh, Toby Maguire. The well, not the original Spider-Man. My you know. Spider-Man. Uh, Toby Maguire's 47 today. Let's see, who else would you count as Spider-Man before, like pre-Toby Maguire? There was a television series that was very brief, but an actor named Nicholas Hammond 
played Peter Parker in that. Okay. I guess somebody had to voice him in those yeah. cartoons. Spider-Man. Yeah, those. Spider-Man. And somebody was in that suit when he would show up on the electric company back in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> they had Spider-Man show up. He never uh -huh. said anything, but somebody had to have been in that yeah. suit. Uh, but Tobey Maguire, for a lot of people, the original Spider-Man is 47. Super Nanny Joe Frost is 51 today. <laughs> Congratulations. And J.J. Abrams also having a birthday, the creator of Alias and Lost, and he also directed, oh, he's got his fingers in Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Mission Impossible, and many others. J.J. Abrams, 56 years old today. One week from today is going to be the 4th of July, so a good chance that if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you'll have next Monday off. I hope so, anyway. This date in history 20 years ago, in 2002, John Entwistle, the bass player for The Who, found dead in his hotel room at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Vegas. At the time, 57 years old. Cause of death. Heart attack brought on by excessive use of cocaine. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, today is also National Bingo Day. Do you guys uh, have any relatives that got heavily into bingo or... Is that a thing uh, mm, people still really. do? I think so. I see a lot of bingo TikToks. Mm -hmm. What is a bingo TikTok? People doing bingo and people playing they bingo. record themselves on TikTok for it. Who who would watch that? Pete, a lot of people do, I guess, because some of them go live and then they have like five sheets in front of them and that big old marker. <laughs> yeah. And but, like, the prizes are insane, like $1,000 or air fryers and stuff like that. <laughs> you could win $1,000 or an air fryer. Yeah, but, I mean, I air didn't know that they expensive. would give away that those type of prizes. I should start playing bingo. If there's any bingo places out there. I used to do the bar yeah. bingo. I mean, there is, there is that uh, bingo place off of Montana, that what? bingo hall by, that the, still, by the airport. Does that still exist? Yeah. We should hit up the bingo, guys. Go out and uh, just start leaning into bingo. Yeah. I feel like that's not really in my future for another 10 years. But <laughs> You think you have it. another 10 years? <laughs> Happy National Bingo Day, everybody. Except Today Nico. is National Bingo Day, a day of celebration for one of the most fun pastimes in our country. B7. <laughs> it's fun and excitement for the whole family. 65! And there's nothing like getting a winner. I-22! Bingo! So get out and enjoy <laughs> National Bingo Day. Why don't you come on up and get your ham? Take a quick break. We'll be right back. I can't wait. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Just moments from Fort Bliss on the corner of Dyer and Monroe. Find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. Joanna's got 
entertainment news on the way for us. We've got a lot of neckline calls from over the weekend. Let me give that number out if you ever want to leave a message for us. Uh, and you want to hear it get replayed, possibly. Leave us a message anytime you like, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week on the neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325 to leave a message for us to hear. If you want to call directly in the studio, and this is the number to call if you ever hear us doing a contest or a giveaway or if there's something you just really want to sound off on, uh, give us a call here in the studio. That number is 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. The Lakers have signed the sons of Shaquille O'Neal and Scottie Pippen. So they're not official Lakers yet, but both the sons of Shaquille O'Neal and Scottie Pippen didn't get taken in the NBA draft, but the Lakers just signed both of them anyway. Sharif O'Neal signed to play for the Lakers NBA Summer League team, and Scottie Pippen Jr. signed what's called a two-way contract. That means he'll spend most of his time playing in the NBA G League but can be called up to the main roster for up to 45 games a season. Interesting. So it is possible that we will see a Scottie Pippen on the court for the Lakers this upcoming season. I want to read through this article first of all. It says, Sunland Park has loosened the rules on cannabis shops. So they had a city manager and city council meeting and uh, just a few things that I can uh, pick out already. There might be drive through cannabis uh, windows coming to Sunland Park, and also they're going to allow... Uh, there's a rule in place right now about how close a cannabis shop can be to another cannabis shop, and it looks like they're going to... They're going to loosen those rules up a little bit. No. I told you what Oklahoma is now, right? Uh, no, what? To Oklahoma. <laughs> Really? Yeah, if you pull, you can pull into a town that's got like a population of two thousand, and it's probably got a half dozen cannabis shops. All right. There are corners where it's a it's a cannabis dispensary on all four corners of a of a four way stop. I'm not exaggerating. All right. It's the majority of the billboards now in the parts of Oklahoma. So. Um, it's fun when you're traveling to like another state and then the billboards start popping up and you're like, I'm almost there. I feel, oh, you mean for the place you're going? Whether you're it's it. related to weed or not? Yeah. And you're like, it's going to come up soon. The rules are a little different, I feel like, in New Mexico because sometimes you'll see something is like the green spot and you're like, all right, now is that a dispensary or is that a garden center? <laughs> It blurs the lines a little bit. Yeah, they blur the lines. In Oklahoma, like uh, the Dank Bank, there's no mistaking what the Dank Bank is going to be. But I feel like they tiptoe around it a little bit in New Mexico more than they do in Colorado or California or Oklahoma. TV tonight, uh, American Ninja Warrior, the qualifiers begin at 7 tonight on NBC. Followed by the second season finale of The Weakest Link. Over on Fox, don't forget the lyrics at 7, followed by Beat Shazam at 8. Tonight's schedule also includes Roswell, New Mexico. 
and in the dark. It's been a while since we've had a mass singer. (laughs) It's been like what, like three weeks since mass singer's been on. I'm concerned. What's going on? (laughs) Hey, did you hear what they found that Brian Laundrie wrote in his notebook? (gasps) Oh, yes. What what did you hear? That he wrote like, oh, she got injured and that's why I killed her because she wanted me to kill her. Exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. Brian Laundrie, whose girlfriend Gabby Petito went missing on a trip where they were documenting it. I guess Mm -hmm. they were influencers. Because they were uh, YouTube influencers, yeah. He is saying that she suffered some kind of injury on a hike and the only reason he killed her is because she asked him to right now he's dead because he went off and killed himself so I guess the notebook is kind of all we but like they would be able to tell if she had some kind of life threatening or extremely painful injury right that would have already come up I guess and and they weren't climbing Mount Everest they were I mean right they were in Yellowstone, right? What injury could you get that you're like, just please take Put me, me out, out of my misery? Me out. One time I got like a popcorn kernel stuck between two teeth. <laughs> that teams does not count. <laughs> oh my, I was like, somebody stab me in the eye. <laughs> it's so painful. End it. End it now. Bam Margera from Jackass went missing from rehab again. Oh. This happened a couple weeks ago. And they found him, and he went back. This is not voluntary rehab either. This is mandatory. like a court. This is a mandatory rehab that Bam is in. But wait, so what's the newest thing? He's gone again. Oh, they're he looking. They're looking for him right yeah, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. No, he he took off a couple of weeks ago, and I guess he came back, or they found him anyway. He ended up coming back, and now he's gone again. So, hmm. the man uh, was arrested and charged with felony assault. For this, are you ready? He approached Rudy Giuliani at a grocery store, slapped him on the back. Some people say it was hard. Some people say it wasn't all that hard. But he slapped him on the back and said, what's up, scumbag? (laughs) So this guy was arrested and charged with felony assault. I'm surprised Rudy was sober enough to report it. (laughs) I think he said he was like, it felt like I got shot. Time for Entertainment Hollywood Notes with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. What do we have today? Well, get ready, nerds. The epic finale of Stranger Things 4 Volume 2 premieres this Friday, July 1st. And if you're planning on binge-watching Volume 1 like I am, then you may notice something different. Stranger Things bosses, the Duffer Brothers, have revealed that they have already retconned past episodes of the show. The pair previously addressed an error surrounding Will Byers' birthday in the new season admitting they made a mistake and that they would be retconning or George Lucasine a past episode to fix their mistake. <laughs> However, the brothers have revealed that this wasn't the first time they retconned an episode admitting that they have done already done this without fans noticing. If fans wanted to play detective, they would only need to check physical copies of the series, such as DVDs, and compare it to their streaming counterpart, as these can't be altered after being published. The Duffer Brothers also revealed that scenes from Season 4, Volume 1, had already been changed, but these they said these were only some of the visual effects and weren't key parts of the story. I thought Obi-Wan did a lot of retconning. 
Oh, did it? Yeah, you know, making some of the stuff that kind of didn't make sense in the first movie since the prequels came out, make it make more sense. Like when Obi-Wan tells him, a young Jedi named Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. It's like, did you just lie to this kid? (laughs) And they kind of fixed that in the final episode of Obi-Wan last week. Mm, interesting. Because Darth Vader tells him, "You didn't kill, or you didn't, you didn't. Uh, I killed Anakin." Darth Vader <laughs> takes credit for killing Anakin, so I guess. So I guess. That's I mean, it's still obviously a lie. lie. <laughs> it was still a lie. <laughs> John Williams is ready to retire from scoring films after he's done with Indiana Jones Five, and quite honestly, he's earned it. He is ninety years old. Ninety. 90. He says, quote, At the moment, I'm working on Indiana Jones 5, which Harrison Ford, who's quite a bit younger than I am, I think has announced will be his last film. So I thought, if Harrison can do it, then perhaps I can also. His last Indiana Jones should have been that one with Sean Connery. <laughs> That's the last one they should have the done. The one from the 90s? Why can't they set John Williams up with a good movie to go out on? <laughs> now, to be clear. You know, he did uh, some of the Obi-Wan theme from Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Which I was just talking oh, about. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Buzz, always bringing it back. Yeah, you can always yeah. bring it back. <laughs> to be clear, Harrison has not oh. made a public announcement about Indy being his last film. And also to be clear, John isn't retiring completely from music. He's currently working with pianist Emmanuel Axe on an album. What's he working with? A pianist. Ooh. <laughs> Tom Hanks recently sat down with the New York Times and gave an extensive interview about various things, including his abrupt departure from tweeting, to which he said, quote, I stopped posting because, number one, I thought it was an empty exercise. I have enough attention on me. But also, I'd post something goofy like, here's a pair of shoes I saw in the middle of the street. And the third comment would be, F you, Hanks. I don't know if I want to give that guy the forum. If the third comment is, F you, you Obama-loving communist, it's like, I don't need to do that. However, Tom Hanks is really cleaning it up because we've had calls in here of people laying down a law because we say something nice about Tom Hanks. And they're like, he's in a he eats babies and sacrifices mm. babies. Dude, I never he drinks their the blood. Right, thing. just yeah. insane type of stuff. So I think Tom Hanks is like, kind of cleaning would he? would he? He wouldn't. No. 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 But he is really Forrest? nice. <laughs> He's so nice. However, Hank says he isn't exactly discouraging others from abandoning social media. I think he's got a lot of good points. If you're already Tom Hanks, why do you need to you amplify? Don't need, right. <laughs> right. Why do you need more attention? Exactly. And finally, for most media companies, standards and practices is a fancy word for the people in the company that make sure we don't do anything illegal or put put anything on the air that is too much. The Walt Disney Company. (laughs) 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 The Walt Disney Company, for instance, has a notorious S&P to make sure content on certain channels is family appropriate. Amazon Prime Video apparently didn't get the memo and didn't even have a standards and practices department for a few years and they started until they started producing The Boys. Mm-hmm. Creator Eric Kripke told TV Line, quote, I still remember the call, which was like, can you guys come in because we have to start a standards and practices department in part because of the show. It was season one and then I think there was like another show that caused a problem. 
I'll wear it as a badge of honor that I helped start their standards department. Well, you should wear it as a badge of shame that your hero gasm oh episode turned God. out to be so lame. Joanna so jumped ahead all the way from so season excited. two she just was like, to see the hero gasm. Like, this is going to be filthy. Yeah, let's be so honest. Way. She wanted to see Jensen Ackles dong. I yes. mean, that's. Nico, I was I was promised Jensen Ackles so, dong. Were there other moments in the show so far that have been more shocking than the hero gasm? Episode the, the one with the guy who's like an ant man. And, and that's and more shocking. That he, was more shocking. Did you see there was like another one like that, or was that the same one? Where he like, expands and blows up the guy. Well, that's in the same episode. Yeah, it's the same episode. I don't know. Was it the same guy, Bus? What? What's that now? Was that the same person, or was that what? what did they die? There was one like that in the hero. Yeah, there was also like an ant man in the hero gasm. Nice. But there was just boobs. It was like yeah. your basic thing you see when they show sex on TV. It was like an episode of Sex Lives and of College Girls. And just a bunch Girls. of like moaning I mean, it in was, the back. Yeah. Not, there was nothing groundbreaking or even professional about this. It's How like filthy this is are it. we that we were just like, this is well, it. Well, because the, the, the boys, the comic book, made this like a five-issue arc, and it yeah. was just insane. I expected a sex island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was just like some failed superhero's house. Right, some has-beens house. Uh-huh. And it's like, hey, welcome to the party. Sex home. And then when it ha- like they, the the push came to shove, their powers didn't work anymore. Huh? I don't know why that made me laugh so much. When push came to so shove, like, their powers the, didn't work yeah, anymore. Like they're twins, right? And oh. their powers activate. They're when like they, the Wonder Twins, kind of. Like mm-hmm. their powers activate when they they hold hands mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're like has-beens. It doesn't work okay. anymore. Oh, it was an all right episode. Yeah, but but it was very much hyped for all up. The, for all the hype. It was a real letdown. I feel like it was, except for that one weird part with the deep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I, there, no, you don't have to say anymore. I know exactly what you mean. Just by those two words. You need to see it though. With your entertainment news, I'm John Barba. <laughs> I went to see the Elvis movie. I went to see it at the theater. You know, I wasn't ready for for three hours, which is what it was after the previews and everything. Feel it was like, oh, like it, three hours. Only because I got there even before the preview started. So like Maria Menounos was still talking. I still had to sit through commercials and stuff. So it seemed every bit of three hours. Did you have the recliners from Alamo at least? To- I had the recliners at Silla Vista. So, uh, but Elvis, I thought it was good. I thought it was spectacular and just really interesting to watch. And I, you know, it well, reminded Joanna, me of a few things. Like, for instance, I, I had always heard, oh, Elvis was real controversial, but this movie really brought it home that he, like he was he led in a lot of ways to the like the '60s revolution and sexual revolution and stuff. Uh, because up until that point, it was like there was nothing sexual about music, right? And he really put that sex. He, I, we did a high school presentation of Bye Bye Birdie, which was based on mm-hmm. Elvis going to the military. That's what that musical is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it reminded me that, oh, he was really controversial. And there were a lot of religious leaders who wanted to burn his records. And there were a lot of politicians who were saying it encouraged race mixing. And Really? You know, yeah. And oh. Then, and then everything was all about. They did a really good job of showing how it was like Elvis was this raw, dangerous, you know, 
force force of yeah. nature and that it was all about taming that and tamping it down and Colonel Parker kind of pulled the reins in on Elvis. By the time I was aware, aware of Elvis, it was the jumpsuit era, and he was basically a joke mm-hmm. to a lot of I mean, unless you grew up listening to him, but from, from my generation, and really the 60s generation, Elvis was like a sad joke, but he had started out, he was super controversial and super... Yeah, that is an interesting history you don't think yeah, about Elvis. Down and dirty and... You know, people were just lo- you know blowing their minds. His, I mean, his music. I, I, I would thought it was just clean music. You know, it sounds very clean. Well, they do a good job of showing just how, you know, in how wet he would get his audiences. <laughs> 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 that way. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so Elvis you gave me so much crap for saying edging <laughs> Elvis and Top Gun Maverick tied for the top spot at the box office. So uh, Elvis number one tied with Top Gun Maverick, but Top Gun Maverick just hit the billion dollar mark. Yeah, that's right. So that's a big uh, milestone for any movie. But especially which one did you like more, Elvis or Top Gun? I would say El- I- Elvis. I like more. I I was just more interested in what was... Uh, Top Gun was fine. Top Gun was great. <laughs> I'm not taking anything away from Top Gun. So, uh, Mondays when we do mashups, and I, I'm not calling this a full-on mashup because it's just something we slap together and it's not as good as some of the other ones, but since Elvis and Top Gun tied at the box office... Give us some pot, forget what you are, you can be what you're not. High, high, I want to get high. City councilors in Sunland Park, New Mexico, amended some of their ordinances. So I found out that the uh, the rules for having uh, legalized marijuana in New Mexico allow localities and municipalities set up local zoning rules and hours of operation, but nobody can say, well, we're not going to have marijuana. They're not allowed to say no marijuana sales in our city. So, okay. Uh, city councilors voted reducing the minimum distance between dispensaries and schools or daycare centers. <laughs> I think it was 300 feet before, and now it's 200 feet. Progress. <laughs> Eventually, we'll be one foot away. <laughs> and uh, opening the way for drive-through purchases. At okay, that is awesome. Yes. Yeah. So that's a thing that it sounds like none of the ones in Sunland Park have a drive-through, but. The Sunland Park uh, Council has okayed it for the future. Thank God. Let me see what else is in here. I just tried to highlight. I will say this one. I will say this because the one that's in Sunland Park right now, one of the dispensaries, almost all, none of them have like an outdoor shade. So all the lines that if you have to wait in line, you're just standing in the sun for like 30 minutes. There's some rules about I don't know this from like actual personal experience. I'm just... What I hear. Like, I don't know if the rules about how many people can be inside has more to do with COVID or if it's unique to cannabis dispensaries. But there's always or frequently there's a line outside <laughs> as I've driven by. Mm-hmm. Counselors voted on a proposal that would allow dispensaries to be open 24 hours a day. They voted that down. Mm-hmm. So the hours of operation are going to remain between 7 and midnight Monday through Saturday and 8 to midnight on Sunday. 
And you'll remember New Mexico legalized cannabis for adults age 21 and over last year. And commercial sales regulated a new state agency, regulated by a new state agency, open on April 1st. Dispensaries near the Texas line are positioned to capitalize on prohibition in the neighboring state. That's a, a big part of the story is I think you're going to see a lot of these popping up. They may not be in a big city, but they're going to be close enough to the Texas state line that it's going to get, you know, customers coming over from Lubbock or from Seminole or Amarillo or wherever. Nice. What else to tell you? Oh, here you go. There are some places that want to that want to have a, a building, and the city council in Sunland Park allowed for a temporary modular building, so like a prefab type of thing, while a permanent building is under construction. So that's some of what was decided uh, in Sunland Park, having to do with uh, local ordinances about cannabis sales. <laughs> All right, here we go. Neckline number. If you want to call and leave us a message, you can do that anytime you feel like. Number's 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. Hey, guys. You guys really thought that the part of um, the herogasm was a guy with a long dong? <laughs> How about the guy that got, like, uh, he didn't, uh, what's his name, uh, Laz Alonzo? Uh, I guess the, the guy that pays mother's milk. Mm-hmm. When he got like splattered, he, he didn't yeah. actually get splattered with like you know um, whipped cream pies. But as he went into went in through the door, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. I guess that I was. I did gasp at that scene. Yeah, that was <laughs> gasp worthy for sure. Yeah. Wait, what is he talking about? I'll there's a scene later. where <laughs> one of the characters, one of the boys, opens a door and there's just an emission that sploosh. <laughs> okay, I but like it. on him. Imagine nice. all over, like nice. getting slimed on Nickelodeon, but that it's white. And you know, like a fire good. extinguisher. Yeah, and like it gets all over you. Yeah, that was white. pretty. But yeah, I, I did. Guess none of that. it lived up to, no, to the hype, though. It did not. Not even that lived up to the hype. I don't know if you guys remember that part. Uh, we heard but I think yeah. that was the worst part of the whole the whole episode. And I just want to let you guys know. Thank you. He sounds underwhelmed too. Ugh. It was. There aren't many things that'll make you jump ahead, right, Joanna? Yeah, yeah. Because you're still... I'm still season two. Are you finding it easy to get through season two or hard? A little hard, but... That's where I stopped. It was tough to get through season two. And so... Well, that's when Stormfront shows up, mm -hmm. like the Nazi superhero. But then I kind of... I'm getting, like, I'm gathering what's happening in this new season, so I'm probably just going to continue watching it now. From season three. Nice. I don't care so much about the side stories like the French dude and the... Oh, Kimiko. The, and Kimiko. <gasps> I don't care she so much her about... powers. I didn't see that, so I'm going to have to... You'll see it. I'll figure out what happened. I just saw Iris Lopez on The View. <laughs> that is so cool. They made a whole featurette on her. And they showed El Paso, and that was all right, man. She, she won a trip to the Bahamas. Her and her parents. That's pretty cool. Good for you, Iris Lopez. Hey, that's pretty cool, man. Cool. All right. I know. Apparently, that was cool. I appreciate the enthusiasm. Here at our work. What were you doing watching The View at that time? (laughs) The caller. Yeah, the caller. We got an email that said, hey, tune over to The View because Iris Lopez, who works at KISS, which is 
Sister Station. Two steps down the hall. <laughs> uh, was on the view, and they did like a like an entire segment on her. Oh, so cool. She it was so, so cool. I guess her her and her parents are huge fans of the View. She entered a fan contest for the biggest fans, right, Joanna? Super fans. Super fans. Yep. And they highlighted her her nonprofit, Mika. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. And she's gonna go to the Bahamas. She's there right now. I was looking. I was uh, looking at her Instagram. She was oh, posting a. Uh, she's amazing. already gone. Yeah. And were they implying that? Joy and Whoopi and they're all going to be there. They're all no, going to be they're there. They're all taping from the Bahamas, so it's she's going to get to meet them. <gasps> we'll watch again. We'll have to watch. Yes. Here's another call. I'm just trying to think, like if if I were going to write into any show and be like, I'm such. A I fan. know we have to start um, looking up like which one can oh, we be super Buzz, fans of and where can they take us. Buzz doesn't understand fandom. Like, he, he, he kind of, like, is, like, resentful of the fact that, like, why do people follow other people so much? Why would you do that? Buzz, you kind of have fans. You have fans. <laughs> I know. That's the craziest thing about it. Hey, uh, I'm probably getting to listen to the After Buzz, the, you know, the latest one y'all did. And I don't know why I forgot. And it kind of, for some reason, makes me mad that Buzz doesn't know how to do his laundry. I like that. A little pathetic. Uh, I think there should be a video that y'all should do and put it on the website of Buzz learning how to do his freaking laundry. That's pretty sad, bro. Uh, you do it. Do it. Do your laundry. Buzz, no, you know how to do laundry. Why were right? we, what were you talking? What were we talking and about then- on the after buzz? This was Thursdays. I don't know. Somehow we went down that path. I guess we were talking about when I. Because you asked me if I could do all that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or do you just take it over to your mom's? Oh, no, because I was asking about it. Snowflake. We were, I guess we were talking about Snowflake Mountain. <laughs> and then I brought up, no, I can do all of those things. And I was like, well, you can't, though. You can't, like, look, do, you can't do wait, your laundry. No, Buzz, you know how to do laundry, right? Here's At what I all? think Here's what I think you would do, okay? He doesn't know, like, the, like what buttons to push. Shut up. The machine or <laughs> Listen to me. Uh-huh. Okay. I know, like... The colors go in one, Whoa. and the okay. whites go in another one. All right, it's not segregation. Like you bro. can't just put them all in together. So say you've got them separated out, and then you put them in the machine. Uh, what like kind of one water do you use for the whites? Cold. <laughs> Damn! I, don't you just push a button? No. You probably put some like uh, some. Isn't this sad? No, 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 no. Hold no, on. No, no, no. I know you know how you to. You put bud. some Tide in there, probably. I, and Joanna, I swear to God, he has no idea. Buzz, at one point, you were, like, in college without your mama. What did you do? Drive home on Friday and stay till <laughs> Sunday, and she'd do my laundry for me while I was home. She insisted. She insisted. He used to ask me to do a like, hey, can you throw this in? <laughs> Just throw this in. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I could go on and watch a YouTube video for sure. If I could learn this life skill at 50 years old if I watched a YouTube video for it. If I needed to, I feel like I could manage how to do it. But you throw the thing in the washing. There's a washing one and a drying one. And then you put some soap and then you find a button that probably says... I bet Buzz has like the best washing machine. Oh, I I made sure that he got some good ones. And then he doesn't even know how to use it. 
I got some ghetto ass washing machine. <laughs> we have to use a screwdriver for the dryer. You have to sit on it to make sure it doesn't rumble itself over. <laughs> Look, I can you can you do dishes? Yeah, I mean, if worse came to worse, I'd just get a, like a bunch of hot water and put some detergent in the sink and rub them, and then. So we were talking. We were talking about this do that. millennial thing and like learning life skills, and and then uh, he was like, "Yeah, but those guys, they can't pay for anything. I can at least pay." Yeah, for Yeah, right. Their thing was they didn't know how to do their own laundry. I'm like, my laundry gets done. <laughs> it gets done. It gets done. <laughs> There's a whole economy that goes into it. Uh-huh. But I think he was implying like, yeah, they don't have, I don't have life skills, but I have a job that can pay for things. But I have people. I focus on what I do, do and I pay other people yeah. to do the things I don't do. Right. It all seems to work out. I don't know why I should You're feel a specialist. Ashamed. Why should I feel ashamed of that? Right. No, don't. I, you know what? Yeah, you should have. Like, if I could, I'd pay so right. much to my Yeah, laundry. exactly. We, we would all pretty much be Unfortunately, in that. Unfortunately, I'm poor, so I have to do my own laundry. <laughs> I kind of find it hard to believe that you have a request line, and for the last week I've been trying to get through to it and have not been able to. And I have called it all different kinds of day and still can't get through. You need to just take the line off if nobody's ever going to answer it. Okay. Do we have a request line? Let me me give you the truth, and I'm going to do this one time, (laughs) then I'll deny if it ever comes back up again. Since I've worked in radio, which has been over 30 years, the request line has always been... uh, and this is every station I've worked at. You're not even required to pick it up. Just depending on it. And it depends. Some people love to pick up the request line. Some people don't. Some people will put the, all the phone lines on hold because they don't even want the phone ringing. It really, True. every every situation I've ever worked in, it just very, it's DJ discretion. Some people really like to work those phones. Other people never want to pick up a phone line. And I've never had anybody been in a place where people are crying, you got to answer the phone and play request. In fact, here's the way the requests work at every station I've ever been at. Uh-huh. If somebody calls in and they request a song and you know you're not going to play it, Usually you say, yeah, we'll try to get to that. We'll try and get to that in the next hour. Yeah, work on that. Yeah. If it's a song and you know that you already have it coming up, and this is how it works out, especially for Top 40 or if there's, like, really popular songs, (laughs) the songs people request are ones that you were going to play anyway. This People call requests for a Top 40 station that only plays the Top 40 songs, and really they only play the Top 20. Of course it's coming up. And then you tell them, yeah. I'll get that right on for you. In fact, you may even record them so you can play yourself back taking the request. And then 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour passes and you play back the recording. So it sounds like they called up and you put it right on. Bam. That's the way it works. What is our request number? Probably our studio our line. Studio we, okay. I think we we, we yeah. haven't called it a request line in like thirty years oh, okay. because of that. So it's okay. a studio line. It's just a studio line, it's right? A studio line, yeah. Almost every radio station you're listening to has the music picked out ahead of time. Now there there are some stations that might have a special request hour or a request show. What are you and doing? Even those aren't really. They're they're those are basically programmed as well. What are you doing? You're basically a wrestler in the, the ring telling everybody telling everybody the way it really works. <laughs> 
It's so real to me. So. It's real to me, damn it! And sometimes I can't get to the phone, all right? I see it ringing, and I can't get to it sometimes, so. Now, during the show, we do mm-hmm. try and get to it, but, right. but not, I mean, what, we played a song earlier this morning. It's the first time in, like, three weeks we've played a song, it feels like. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we could sit here and field a lot of requests. So mm-hmm. You want to call us. I want to make sure you have the number. But we're probably not, I'll be honest with you, we're not going to get to your request unless your request is to hear the news with Nico. <laughs> Which nobody is requesting that. So. Uh, but to talk to us in the studio, we call it a studio line because uh, request line, yeah, seems a little a little misleading. Yeah. You, you, you were talking about that song that you played earlier. Um, can I say that how what? weird it is? When the, the, the toilet seat's warm that you have to go back to, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is weird, man. I never... I never, you know somebody else's know butt somebody, was on it. And I was like, I know it was Buzz's butt, too. <laughs> and it's like, this... I want to let it cool down a little bit. <laughs> there, there's, there's, listen, there's two heads in there, man. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can always move uh, over to the other one. Yeah, but I'm not going to like sit down on each and test them. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's already down for the kill. You need to get one of those remote uh, fever monitors right. like they do back during the pandemic and just point it at the toilet seat. We mm-hmm. have one on that <laughs> end of, of the building, Nico. <laughs> The studio line number is 915-910-4995. 910-4995. Yeah, so most of the time when you've called, put in a request, either they're shining you and they don't have any intention, or they've already noticed, oh, it's coming up because it's the most popular song right now, or just by chance, so I'm going to record this dude and make it really sound like a playing request, and that's pretty much the way it works across the board, 95% of the time. I thought um, DJs didn't take requests anymore. Well, like I say, you know, I, the first shift that I ever worked at a rock station was at KMOD in Tulsa, and I got put on midnight to six, and they told me, oh, it's free form, meaning you can play what you want. You mean you jazz? Play what, no, just basically you could play what you want. You could put on an album side, like play an entire side of Dark Side of the Moon or something, or you could take requests. Well, I leaned heavily into the request because I was new to the rock format. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, yeah what to tell play. me what to play. So I would put on a lot of lot of requests. So it's not like nobody ever plays a request, but overwhelmingly, yeah, it's kind of like a wrestling type of deal. We're sorry to burst. I'm sorry to burst bubble. bubbles. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, take. get a uh, just a few more neckline calls and then nico's got an update do you remember we had a story last week or the week before that disney was going to sell like a one hundred thousand dollar package to go around the world and visit all their parks right. uh, but nico not has, for whenever you wanted it was like for a, a certain month right right where you, you would do that whole month and go all over the world to all the parks and- <clears throat> right so we have an update on that see how it's selling this hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. On the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just a few moments from Fort Bliss, you can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That is PumpingInkTattoo.com. 
So Joanna went to the Latin Kings of Comedy show on Saturday and got there in time to see Nico. Mm-hmm. And she said that Nico was funny. Very funny. Nico was funny. How does it feel having a, the newest member of the Latin Kings of Comedy <laughs> as a member of your morning show? Uh, did they jump you in? <laughs> kind of. How was it? it? It was great. Were you super nervous? Did you have to leave your grandpa alone in the audience while you went? Oh up my and god, did your I was comedy? wondering that too. I, well, I did, yeah, because I well, I said hi to him at the at the foyer of the plaza, and, and then I went to the backstage. Um, you couldn't take him backstage with you. Hey guys, this is my grandpa. No, set I, him up a couple lines. <laughs> oh my! What? <laughs> I don't know. Is it not like the '80s anymore, where all the comics are just like doing lines of coke? Back I was trying to think. Like, grand- wait, there's Buzz couldn't mean that kind of line, could he? No, yeah. Hmm. No, he does. He does. It was really fun. I was I wasn't as nervous uh, as I probably would have been if I hadn't had some practice already. You know, I'm glad that I've. I'm glad I was ready for the moment. Notice so. how nobody booed. Thank you, Joanna. You're welcome. Thank you for holding back. I called off the hit, boo. That's just for you. Uh, here's some calls that we still have coming in from the neckline. You can leave messages for us to get played back on the air on the neckline. That number is 844-805-NECK, 844-805-6325. Morning, morning show. Hey, Joanna and uh, Nico. You're ragging on Buzz for doing his wife in cold water. Guess what? He's not the only one. I do it. My aunt told me that I should do it better that way. Hot water does not clean your whites better. Thanks. Have a great one. I think... uh, (laughs) Nice. I'll I'll clarify this. I think you're missing the point. I didn't say that I wash my whites in cold water. He was saying he doesn't know. (laughs) They were quizzing me. No, I have not. I don't know how to do it. but I a little secret of mine. I've been mixing my clothes for years and nothing bad has happened, so... Yeah, you don't have to go by the colors and separate them. No, as much no, because I've gotten like a white T-shirt that's come out pink before. Well, you got to be, but I didn't careful do it. With Henry the... did. <laughs> Henry, it's the, it's the, depends on the type of shirt, right? In the, but in the and the, I can tell you, like an undershirt, like a, what they call a wife beater, mm-hmm. that could totally turn pink. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but there was pink wife beaters. Yeah. <laughs> and wife beaters. Why are you wearing those? Uh, they're real comfortable, especially if it's hot. <laughs> I feel like I would look I at you wear and be like, no. I wouldn't wear it out, but what? around the house, oh, they're what? super comfortable. I'd be like, why I'm are you... wearing a black wife beater. Yeah, but no, that looks sporty. I'd be like, Buzz, you're oh, just... Oh, you are. Look at that. You're showing a lot of skin over there, Barba. It's hot. <laughs> I would be like, Buzz, you're just cosplaying as a cholo now, all right? <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't wear them out. You know, that's how you end up on cops. I'm not going to wear it outside the house. <laughs> but around the house, nothing more comfortable than a cotton undershirt. What's up, Mosho? Uh, I eat a lot of grilled cheeses. You know, it's Hell yeah. pretty cheap. You just buy bread and cheese, Kraft or Velveeta. Well, I was wondering if you can make cheese from a woman's breast milk. And it turns out you can. <laughs> Google says you can. you can do it. I want to try it. I want to try it. It sounds interesting. Okay, doggy. <gasps> well, you, you got to meet a woman first, OG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is going to re. 
This is re- going to require the equivalent of a abominable snowman for you. You're going to have to go and find a woman someplace. <laughs> I'm it sorry, turns out you can actually make. Oh my god, that's like the first thing that pops up when you put. Can you make cheese? And then boom, out of breast milk. I would assume you could make cheese out of any kind of milk, right? It's got I wonder if you can make. It. I wonder if you can make cheese out of coconut milk. That's not really milk. Not really milk. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know the difference between coconuts <laughs> and boobs, right? Yeah. A coconut kind of looks like a boob. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they're hairy. It's okay. Um, it says that it's not very. It's not done a lot, though. But, but you can. You can. Which one are we talking about? Breast milk. Breast milk. Cheese. It's like. We're going to have fondue. What are you going to do? Morning show. I would like to request Nico to actually get to some news and not do entertainment news like Joanna Barbara's stick. He needs to do his stick, not hers. Thanks. I oh, t- one, I've been meaning to say something to you for a long time. When you get into the deal mean? and you start doing like celebrity news. Alec Baldwin's interviewing Woody Allen on Instagram tomorrow. Dude, I totally That's kind of interesting. Okay, news. so there you go. <laughs> like, Wait, so, you thought you think that's a news story? Yeah. Now? I would say there are some entertainment stories that stray over into the news area, like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Definitely. Uh, that's one of them. Okay. Probably some of the, I mean, if you're going to do some of the reaction R. to... R. Kelly set for sentencing this Wednesday. Yeah, you better check with uh, Joanna. Well, so, so that's what happens. Normally, Joanna, we have a whiteboard, and Joanna will write out her stories right here. So I look, if, if there's a, a story in the prep that's, that she's not covering, and I thought it was newsworthy or interesting, then I'll probably try and do it. But, oh, all right, I'll stick to hard news then. Screw, <laughs> screw Alec Baldwin. All right. He's super excited to be working with Woody Allen. I feel like somebody needs to nudge somebody Alec Baldwin. Somebody needs to put like, a dude. stop to Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Before he shoots himself in the foot. <laughs> okay. All right. Nico, All right. what's your update on the Disney Lifetime package? It's not for your lifetime. It's like one trip around the world to go to all the Disney properties. And also you get to, it's a private plane. Yeah, but there's other people that will be That's going with you. That's what it sounds like. So there were 75 tickets. grand yep. for one ticket. For one ticket. Not So if you wanted to take your you know, kids or family. Or if you just want to take one person. So you're not the saddest human being on the planet. It's two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Two hundred twenty grand starting off. Yeah, and, and so, then if you want to buy souvenirs of it, those aren't included. They should be right. I Wouldn't you think that souvenirs get a Mickey should be Mouse ears at least? You know. <laughs> and when we get to the Star Wars part, you better not say, "Oh, we have a blackout on that." You're not allowed to go into Star <laughs> oh, Wars. Man, you better be everything. Well, no, I was just about to say th- this isn't something you don't even get to choose the month that you're going to go on the trip for. It's it's all prearranged. The trip they'll tell you this is the month that you have to go on your trip with everybody, right? Because you're going with all these other people. So seventy five. Yes, it's a private plane that you're on with a bunch of other people that shelled out a hundred grand or more. Yes, a once in a lifetime opportunity to travel the world and go to every uh, Disney park there is. Can I tell you when you say that? Mm-hmm. And you tell me the price is one hundred ten thousand. I'm overcome with a profound sense of sadness that there <laughs> okay. might be somebody who has that much money. And, and they can't have plan so their own little trip. imagination <laughs> that with $100,000, they can't think, oh, here's what I'd like to do. All they can think about is, uh, I guess I'll let Disney, like, sh- shuttle me around to a bunch <laughs> of Disney park. It just sounds, like, s- so depressing, doesn't it? No. 
It sounds kind of cool. Embark on a bucket list adventure for 75 ultimate Disney fans. Spans 24 days, covers six countries, and includes all 12 uniquely magical Disney theme parks worldwide, as well as three iconic landmarks, the Taj Mahal, the Pyramids of Giza, and the Eiffel Tower. Those are not Disney properties, so they're like... They don't own them yet? They're not yet. They're little side trips. I could see the pyramid having some mouse ears on it eventually, though. Actually, this does sound pretty cool. Throughout the trip, you'll stay in world-class accommodations, including the rare opportunity to be a guest at Summit Skywalker Ranch. Is that George, George Lucas's, Lucas's place? That's kind of cool. Yeah, sure, there's some cool stuff, but again, you're spending a hundred grand or two hundred grand if you want to go with somebody. Mm-hmm. You'll also travel in... In luxury via, via in luxury via a VIP configured Boeing seven fifty seven, long range capabilities that allow for direct flights. Again, you're not. It's not like it's a private jet for you alone. It's everybody else that shelled out. And the update is what that they sold. Oh, all sold these, out. Sold them out. John, I, sold out sold? in pre sales. Yeah. <gasps> so they're going to open and do another round. Of another round. Of course an, they are. Yeah. I think some of these might have been bought up to like for charity auctions or charity raffles. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, you know, it, it, you, I hope you want to raise money for your charity and you auction off this thing because there's just something very sad about somebody having that much mm-hmm. disposable income and the best thing they can think about to do is go on a tour of twelve Disney parks around the world for twenty four days. You have that time to take off, don't you? Um, I hope they give it to they, all of them to make a wish, kids. <laughs> like, just give it to them. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We are going to come back in just a moment when we do Nico Jimmy and his next with news headlines. Brittany Griner is scheduled for a Moscow preliminary pr- preliminary hearing. I'll have the details next in news. Stories of the day in news headlines with Nico Jimmy and. Nice to see you all again. Oh, my. And with your news, here is Nico. Jimmy, good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. Brittany Griner's attorney says the WNBA star has a preliminary hearing today in Moscow. The U.S. State Department has said the Phoenix Mercury Center has been wrongfully detained since February when airport screeners claimed she had vape cartridges containing hashish, which is illegal in Russia. Russia last extended last week extended the twenty the thirty one year old Griner's pretrial detention through July second. She faces ten years in jail and little chance of acquittal. That rate in Russia is under one percent. Under one percent acquittal rate for, for. I mean, I really feel like Russia is wanting the United States to make a deal, like we might have somebody that they want us to let out of custody in exchange for Brittany Griner. Or- some kind of concession, like a spy or, exchange, or something. Well, I don't know about a spy exchange, but just some kind of concession to them. I think that uh, poor Brittany Griner is kind of a pawn in all of these international goings on. Right. Did she even have the vape cartridge? Who knows? Maybe she did, but it as if they don't have drugs in Russia. Like, weren't we saying uh, Russia's not like Saudi Arabia or, or Indonesia. Indonesia or some of these places that have always been traditionally tough on drugs? You can get drugs. In Russia, according to Bert Kreischer. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been to Russia, but Bert has. 
Well, local officials say a series of Russian missiles struck a residential area in the Ukraine capital of Kiev on Sunday morning. At least one residential building appeared to have had sections of its facade sheared off. Photos from the scene showed emergency responders uh, working on the upper floors of the building as smoke rose into the morning sky. President Biden, while speaking at a G7 summit in Germany, said Russia's early morning missile strikes were an act of barbarism. This as Russian troops consolidate gains in the eastern Donbass region after forcing Ukrainian troops out of the strategic city of Severodontesk last week. So I, I guess, tell me if you think this would historically be a good comparison. We're kind of like in the lead up before we were in World War II, where it's like we're kind of cheerleading from the side. The UK is already going at it. France is already going at it with Germany. This is all seen as a European deal. Well, it helps that we don't live right next to them, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying in the lead up before before Pearl Harbor, we would give them some support, you know, whether it's arms or whether it's mili- you know, uh, whether it's money or even some of our people would go over and sign up to to fly for the UK or you know, fly for France or Canada was in it before mm-hmm. the United States was. But we're not willing to take that next step of actually going over and, you know, actively participating. Well, until one of our right. bases it gets would attacked. Take some, I guess it would take something like a Pearl, Pearl Harbor, Harbor type of situation to get us fully into this thing. Is that? Yeah, absolutely. This is what we would be called a proxy war. So but it's only Ukraine. Ukraine During World War II against the Germans, you had the British, you had the, you know, some of the French because, the, the, uh, you know, you had... People fighting back in different places on, in Europe to varying degrees of success against the Nazis. I mean, look, it's going to be hard to compare anything to World War II. Okay? Yeah, it's, I know. This is not but kind of remotely. This, uh, at least a little bit in that we definitely have picked a side. Well, we're in the Cold War. We, I mean, essentially the Cold War is like this, too. I mean. Uh, well, proxy war would have been Vietnam. Although right. we got pulled into that, it was it was more than a proxy. I mean, proxy in that we weren't directly fighting the Russians, but we were definitely fighting com- the Russians. Right, or the uh, the uh, a- the uh, Afghanistan. Um, who was the the the, the who, who was fighting? Well, we the, were backing the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen, and thank the, you. The Russians were going in. So that was a proxy that we were you know, helping support them. And if anything, it's more like that. I feel like. But there, I mean, there are world events that could draw the U.S. or yeah. n- in NATO, and I, I think that's probably the last thing Putin really wants. Yeah, absolutely, a unified NATO. Well, the chair of the Texas Senate committee that heard two days of testimony about the May 24th school shooting in Uvalde says it's too early to place blame for the 77-minute delay in the police response. But in terms of mental health and school safety, says Senator Robert Nichols, we as a system from the state have failed Uvalde. Meanwhile, a survivor of the 2018 school shooting in Santa Fe, Texas, is raising funds to send the victims and families of victims in Uvalde. President Joe Biden is in Germany for the G7 summit, at which global inflation and Russia's invasion of Ukraine promised to be key issues. The president began his time at the summit by meeting with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz praising him for the impact he says he's had on keeping European nations united in support for Ukraine. Then Biden and other G7 leaders announced a new partnership for global infrastructure focused on making investments in developing and middle-income countries. 
Without explicitly mentioning China by name, the president drew a contrast between the G7 partnership and that country's Belt and Road Initiative, saying, what we're doing is fundamentally different because it's grounded on our shared values of all those representing the countries and organizations behind me. He also said the G7 partnership is built on global best practices, including transparency and protections for labor and the environment. Meanwhile, Karen is traveling with the president and uh, has... Karen? Karen uh, is traveling with the president and has the latest. That's uh, that's interesting. It was just at the end of the... Yeah, you probably read the intro to like a <coughs> like a report or whatever. I, I don't think I, I did. <laughs> I hate to say you kind of lost me there. I, mean, I got lost too. <laughs> Who is this Karen everybody's Karen? talking about? Right? No, it's in there. There is no, Karen is traveling with the president and has the latest. Why is that in there? All right. That's probably the intro to the sound clip. It's probably an intro to a sound clip that they failed to put up. This is what I is this ABC? No, the Air Power. That ABC. Yeah, that, it's ABC. Oh, okay. All right, well, let's hear the president instead. <laughs> Today, we officially launched the Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment. We collectively have dozens of projects already underway around the globe. And I'm proud to announce the United States will mobilize $200 billion in public and private capital over the next five years for that partnership. These strategic investments are areas of critical to sustainable development and to our shared global stability. I want to be clear, this isn't aid or charity. It's an investment that will deliver returns for everyone, including the American people and the people of all our nations. Yeah, go up to the story, and then it's like the last sentence in the story. I don't know who Karen is, but I want to find out. All right. I think it's going to be a mystery. <laughs> Republican Senator Marco Rubio praised the decision by the Supreme Court making uh, Roe v. Wade uh, no longer the law of the land. Marco Rubio said today's decision by the Supreme Court to allow states to regulate abortion was right constitutionally and morally. While Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez accused the court's conservative justices of lying during their confirmation hearings, stating it sends a blaring signal to all future nominees that they can now lie to duly elected members of the United States Senate in order to secure Supreme Court nominations. Meanwhile, Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren looked ahead to the midterm elections. We get two more senators on the Democratic side, two senators who are willing to protect access to abortion and get rid of the filibuster so that we can pass it. Then we've got the votes and we can protect every woman no matter where she lives. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham disagreed, saying it's not going to change the 2022 outcome. Would it be interesting to know how many of these politicians, men mostly, who are anti-abortion you know, might have gotten somebody oh, pregnant. Yeah. They probably they paid for one. They didn't want to marry or, you know, they ran into some kind of trouble and, you know, maybe knocked up a mistress and they didn't. Wouldn't it just be interesting for that to be like a public knowledge, like your voting record? Yeah. Be like how many how many of these Republicans at some point paid for an abortion or maybe didn't even pay for the abortion, but nonetheless mm -hmm. encouraged it? It'd also be nice to know how many prostitutes they hired, too. Or <laughs> Right. Sure. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about AOC saying, like, yeah, you know, during these confirmation hearings, we asked you, 
what do you think of Roe v. Wade? And each one of you said, well, it's the law of the land, so we'll all respect it. Well, what I, what they're saying, like Kavanaugh and Gorsuch and uh, Barrett, I, I think they would probably say, yes, in that case it was settled, but a new case came up. This only came up because a case went before the Supreme Court, and they so they would say we were ruling on that case. Yeah, but then what? what what's the was point? It, what's the point of some, asking for I know that your some, precedent? I know or, that some uh, some people who voted to confirm, including Susan Collins, are saying they felt like they were misled. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least th- that's what I mean. Is like the. What's the point of these confirmation hearings? It might have been a little if you can just lie. Part. It might have been, know? yeah. I think they would deny lying. I'm sure they would. Right, but it doesn't change it, the, it, the fact that you said, "Oh, I will respect the established law that's been the law for 30, 40 years." Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will address the G summit today. It comes as President Biden and other world leaders discuss what's the next step in their response to Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine. The war has been in the spotlight during the summit taking place in Germany. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told CNN's State of the Union on Sunday that the U.S. will use the summit to continue to ensure Ukrainians have what they need to help them in their fight. For his part, Zelensky put pressure on the gathering yesterday, saying delaying arms deliveries was an invitation to Russia to strike again and again. This comes as Russia targeted the capital of Ukraine with missiles over the weekend. Zelensky also plans on addressing the NATO summit in Madrid later this week. South African authorities are investigating the deaths of at least 22 young people in the Enyobeni Tavern in the coastal town of East London. No official cause of the death has been released, but the bodies were taken for post-mortem examinations, including toxicology tests, just to figure out the causes of death. It wasn't like a mass shooting or anything like that. It's They were at this bar, and what did you say, 20 people? 22. 22 people, most of them late teens, early 20s, ended mm-hmm. up dead. Uh, no visible wounds are being reported. Uh, they're saying that not even something like a stampede of people, uh, that, that's already been ruled out. Um, it's a mystery. So it's far. a mystery. Yeah. Oscar Mabuyane, premier of East Cape Province, where the tragedy happened, condemned the unlimited consumption of liquor, supposedly, at the venue. A provincial safety official said that a stampede had been ruled out as the cause of death because there were no visible signs of injury. A mystery. NASA has successfully launched a rocket from Australia's remote northern territory. The rocket, the rocket lifted off the Arnhem Space Center on the Northern Territory's north coast. The facility is owned and operated by private firm Equatorial Launch Australia. Where are they going to explore? Um, They're not going to the moon or anything, are they? Uh, Alpha Centauri. Oh. <laughs> Serious? Yeah, oh. our closest star. Uh, the launch occurred a few minutes after midnight and is NASA's first from a commercial spaceport outside the U.S. A commercial spaceport. I can't believe I'm even saying those words. It's also the first commercial spaceport launch in Australia. The rocket is on a mission to observe the Alpha Centauri constellations, which is the nearest star system to Earth. Full House star Jody Sweeten was at a protest over the weekend where of, of uh, protesting the overturning of Roe v. Wade when an LAPD officer grabbed and pushed her. Sweeten fell to the ground and other protesters came to help her. Video of the incident went viral before anyone realized it was the actress. 
She's fine and says our activism will continue until our voices are heard and action is taken. This will not deter us. We will continue fighting for our rights. We are not free until all of us are free. The LAPD has not commented yet. Poor Jody Sweeten. Well. The Orlando Museum of Art is without the paintings for its month-long exhibit. That's because the FBI is now in position, a possession of over 20 pieces of art by Jean-Michel Basquiat. Investigators raided the museum with a warrant for 25 paintings whose authentic- authenticity has been in question since their discovery in 2012. Thad Mumford, a television writer whose storage locker contained the paintings, said they weren't there when he last checked. Mumford died in 2018. Also, one is painted on a cardboard FedEx box with a logo that predates 1994. The artist died in 1988. Who's the artist again? Uh, Jean-Michael Basquiat. Do you know Basquiat? Did he often work in FedEx boxes? (laughs) Kind of. I mean, he was like a homeless... He was a homeless... Like an outsider artist. He was an outsider artist, for sure. Um, But now you hear his paintings being referenced in rap songs all the time and, you know, are for the rich, yeah. The museum has insisted the pieces are real and was planning on showcasing them through June 30th. Now the works will undergo testing to determine if they're legitimate. No criminal charges against anyone working at the museum have been filed, but the paintings are now in the possession of the FBI. It says he's homeless, right, Joanna? Or was at some point? Uh, I guess at one point he was. Yeah. I don't see that here. In New York. Is Are, he still alive? No. He died in 1988. Uh, did he? Oh. Yes, 88. Yeah. I wouldn't know art if it came up and punched me in the nose. You know that? <laughs> really? Yep. I do know this. You know what the height of art to me is? What's Norm- that? Norman Rockwell paintings. Like right, like the family right, eating, the at, the family eating <laughs> at the table. <laughs> that is art right there. You That's see that art. boy? They should have just quit <laughs> making art. art after that because he <laughs> he nailed it, man. But Buzz doesn't have an appreciation <laughs> for Rockwell. <laughs> I like what Banksy does. Like when he sold the thing, and then as soon as they auctioned it off, it oh, went through a paper shredder. Paper shredder. That's brilliant. I don't know if it's art, but it's brilliant. <laughs> All right, and. Uh, just my last couple of stories. The U.S. military can't find enough recruits. The military is struggling to hit its recruiting goals. NBC News reports multiple U.S. military and defense officials say Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks see the low recruitment rate as a serious issue. Data obtained by NBC News shows a record low percentage of Americans eligible to enlist and even a smaller number for those willing to serve. A retired lieutenant general with Think Tank, the Heritage Foundation, said the military hasn't seen recruiting issues like this since 1973, the year the U.S. left Vietnam. One of the issues is more young men and women than ever are being disqualified for obesity, drug use, or criminal records. Army Chief of Staff General James McConville testified before Congress that only 23% of Americans ages 17 to 24 are qualified to serve without a waiver. One senior defense official described the recruiting crisis as a slow-moving wave coming at us. Do you believe uh, obesity could be a big issue? I yeah. Believe yeah, right? Yeah, I saw this coming. <laughs> Alec Baldwin started getting fat. You saw it coming? <laughs> I mean, there were fat kids, but they were always like one or two kids were, were fat. Most kids were... And you made fun of them so they wouldn't try and hang out with you? 
No, like my best friend was was a fat kid. Like he was one of the fat kids. But now it's like when I see a group of kids, there's a good chance that half of them are mm-hmm. going to be what would have been considered fat. And the ones that aren't fat are, they may not be fat, but they're also not super in shape. Mm-hmm. And big mystery here, it's because you're inside on a computer or video game or whatever for 15 hours a day. There's no way you're going to be in the kind of shape that people were before all that. I mean, there's there's certainly no mystery here with what's going on. And finally, Google searches for how to move to Canada spiked 850%. (laughs) Nice. The hour after the Supreme Court announced its decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, the search term how to move to Canada from U.S. spiked 850% on Google. During the same time frame, how to become a Canadian citizen spiked 550%. The last time search interest in moving to Canada reached or surpassed that level was around the previous presidential election during the first week of 2020. And with the news, I'm Nico. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to be uh, talking to folks who are in from Big Brothers Big Sisters. They're looking for bigs uh, for youth, at-risk youth, or youth uh, you know who need uh, an influence in their life. So the folks from Big Brothers Big Sisters of El Paso are coming by a little bit later. And more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is coming up right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. We have a uh, guest in, Rebecca Romero, who's the director of Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, in El Paso. And it probably shouldn't come as a surprise that the pandemic uh, affected Big Brothers and Big Sisters just like it did everything else. So there is a shortage of bigs. There's no shortage of kids that need a Big Brother or Big Sister. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. How are you? Very good. So tell us uh, a little bit about how the pandemic uh, affected what where we are right now. I know there's like 100 kids that are on a list yes, at this there point. Are. So, I mean, I know a lot of people feel like we are um, relatively removed from the pandemic. But to be quite honest, Big Brothers Big Sisters is still reeling from the lack of volunteer numbers that occurred during the pandemic. Obviously, everyone kind of, you know, retreated into their COVID bubbles. I, w- I would almost think that a lot of the things that a big brother would do with the kids, probably that got squashed because of the requirements of the pandemic. It know? did. Like it you did. You couldn't go do the kind of things that big brothers, big sisters do with the kids. Absolutely. I mean, 100%. They, I mean, how do you be there for someone when you have to social distance or when you have to, you know, stay in your own home? But we did obviously make accommodations and we had the opportunity for virtual mentoring. We, you know, really utilized Zoom. Um, we had some virtual events where we ha- would have people pick up uh, craft projects and then we'd get on a zoom together and, and i'm sure that's great but yeah. it's never going to be the not same, the same. As, and you know, that personal interaction absolutely right? and and really what what deeply affected us is that people they weren't in the mindset to mentor they weren't in the mindset to volunteer to be 
with someone else outside, as, as I said, of their COVID bubble. And so, yes, we are now removed from it and much safer now um, and healthier, thank God. But it is something that we are still struggling to get our volunteer numbers back up. These kids have just gone through something that, you know, no one in, you know, how many generations has even experienced. 100 years. <laughs> and think about what that did to you as an adult, like, like how much it impacted you and your social skills and your uh, behaviors and your just mental health and imp- put that on a child. Mm-hmm. And so they are still, you know, recovering from all of that. But these mentors that we need are such an unbelievable support to these kids. It's so simple. I mean, it's twice a month that these kids get together with their mentors and we look at similar interests, personality type. Um, we want you to have a really good foundation to build this friendship on, but we just need the volunteers in. We have to get it out there that these kids are still here waiting for someone just like you. And it's, I mean, hang out at the Chihuahuas game, go to the park and kick the soccer ball around, play video games together, watch a movie, bake cookies, whatever it is you're interested in. We have kids that love those kinds of things too. All right, let's say that we've we've definitely got somebody's interest in their mm-hmm. listing. I think everybody's heard of Big Brothers yeah. and Big Sisters and maybe people have never uh, volunteered before. So right. kind of what how does it work? What do you do? Right. And you told me a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, the requirements twice a month. Right. Can you do more if you want to? You absolutely can do more. We just want it to be realistic for your timeline for your life. We don't want you to set you know, kind of crazy lofty expectations like, oh, we're going to see each other every day for a week and then nothing forever. Um, so we want you to be consistent with the time that you spend with them. Two hour, uh, two times a month is the minimum. Um, and it's totally flexible. It's, you know, if you're free Tuesday evening, Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, you just call up the parent or guardian of the child and say, hey, I'm free. Can I take Joey to the park? And Or can I take Susie to get some ice cream or whatever it is? is it's not about like big grand adventures all the time it's about that one-to-one connection where they can talk to you about school or peer pressure or um whatever is going on in their life the boy they think is cute the girl they think is cute the just those things that sometimes are a little awkward to talk about with parents but that they have just on their heart and really would love someone to talk to about. Is the participation with boys in, uh, and girls about 50-50 or does it lean one way more than the other? It actually does lean heavily on more boys that are enrolled in our program and uh, of course that is kind of very um, counteracted by the fact that we have more female volunteers coming in. Right. We need those men to step up. <laughs> now could, because- it, could, a, could a big sister ever be a big Big sister to a boy, or is that something that that doesn't ever happen? So that is part of our program. So little boys can be matched with a big sister, um, but little girls can only be matched with a big sister as well. Right. So little boys can be matched with either little girls only with females. Um, that is definitely an option, and we have many little boys who are willing to be matched with a big sister, and they have fantastic, awesome relationships that they develop. But many of the little boys in our program 
are just really wanting that male figure. Right. They may be being raised by a single mother. Maybe it's just a family of girls. They've got all sisters or a grandma or aunt or whatever. Maybe dad's not around. Maybe exactly. he's in and out. Maybe, yep. you know, it's not a consistently there. Maybe it's an older relative that can't do all the things that a big brother could do. Yep, it happens. And so, so many of our young men in the program, they will wait uh disproportionately longer time for a mentor because they want that big brother. All right. If somebody's out there and they're thinking about doing it, uh, what else could you tell them about it? Like what else is, uh, are people going to get into when, when they, uh, reach out to you? And and you're also going to tell us how to reach out. Yes. Yes. Of course. So obviously we are available on social media, just, um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of it. We are at, at BBBSEP or just search Big Brothers Big Sisters of El Paso. Rebecca, how long, this just occurred to me, how long, it seems my entire life I've heard about the Big Brothers Big Sisters. Has, has it been around as, as old as me? <laughs> <laughs> if you can believe it, it's older than really? you. Yes, I know. It's shocking. But yeah, we just went to, <laughs> we just went to our national conference last week and we are coming up on 125 years of Big Brothers Big Sisters. So 25 years. Not so quite 18- yet, but in two years, it'll be our 125th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So going back to at least the early 1900s. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it started really organically. Can you imagine, like, what the outings must have been back there? <laughs> We're going to go bear hunting. <laughs> you know, it, it, uh, probably that was part of it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Let's go out and hunt for supper, you yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> no, it really, it actually started very organically. Um, this uh, Did it start in the U.S.? It did start in the U.S. And we do have branches in other countries as well. It is worldwide. Um, we we started with this one, he was a judge in the juvenile court system and he kept seeing the same young men coming through for the same kind of delinquent behavior, um, stuff that really could have been avoided if they had someone in their life telling them, hey, you know, let's keep on the straight and Just narrow. Let's good, not go a, that route. <laughs> a good influence, a role model. Exactly. That's what it's really all about. Exactly. And so he actually stepped up for one of the young men and thought, well, wow, this is changing his life. He actually saw the difference pretty immediately. And he was part of I think it was a Lions Club. It was some men's organization. And so he rallied the troops of his organization and said, hey, let's all pair off with one of these young men and just be there for them, like someone they can talk to and someone they can confide in and someone to help guide them. I could see it almost as it's like, look, we don't know what the future holds yep. for these young men, yep. but we definitely, there are a point in their life where we can exert an influence. And if we could put a good influence, their outcome is more likely to be better. Totally. Yeah. That's uh, it's as simple as that, and they forged these incredible friendships with these young men. Um, big sisters came into it several years later, and Big Brothers Big Sisters was born from that. And it's just like I said, it's the most simple concept: just being there to talk to someone, to listen to someone, like we are now, hearing and learning from each yeah. other, um, having experiences with each other, and you build that bond. And that trust and that rapport with each other. And it makes such a difference in your life knowing that you have someone that you can bounce things off of or that you can trust with something that 
is on your mind. It's weighing on your heart. And these kids, I mean, as a result of being in the program, they do better in school. They are less likely to get involved with delinquent behavior, drugs, alcohol. They are less likely to, um, they're more likely to go to four-year colleges and, you know, life beyond high school. And it's incredible. I mean, uh, what are even, the, what's the age range we're talking about here? So yeah, we're I was just about to about ask that. Yeah. Starting, starting at what age and going until what age? So the youth... I, Nico is going to turn 34 this year and <laughs> I consider him my little. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't even disagree with it. Honestly, I mean, how many of us have an informal mentoring relationship in our own lives? You know, whether it is a, a younger adult or a younger child. I mean, there are relationships that form very organically and naturally in our lives. Um, and what we're doing is just kind of helping them along for those that don't have that right. person in their life. But these kids come to us, they range in age from 6 to 17 years old. Um, and the mentors have to be 20 or older. And of course, the mentors, uh, when you come to us as a volunteer, we will train you. We will um, orient you, make sure that you know all our rules and, and everything for what to do. But we really just expect you to be, like you said, a role model, a friend, a support, someone they can talk to and hang out with and have a have fun with. I assume you do like a background check. I do. And, uh, you know, I've been to an award test. ceremony for uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters. And like, uh, I just remember like the guys who got up, there were some that got awards or whatever. It was like... <laughs> Man, those are the, like the coolest dudes I've ever seen. I was I had somebody to hang out with like that when I was a kid. You, I, it truly is so inspiring. I have been with this agency since, let's see, two thousand four. So going like yeah, eighteen years. Eighteen years. <laughs> and I got to tell you, that is what has kept me there. Like I. I, I Hearing the stories, meeting the people, seeing how much it impacts not just the littles, but also the bigs in this program. They are just unbelievably inspiring and so powerful and so impactful. And you hear new ones all the time. And that's what has kept me there for this long. <laughs> are there any cases where somebody who was a little, mm -hmm. I mean, and you've been there 18 years, yeah comes back through and says, I want to be a big because I, of my experience. Yeah, I think we have had one experience like that. I actually uh, was a big sister um, to a beautiful young lady when she was 12 years old. I was, uh, it was a long time ago. I was, I think, uh, 23 or yeah. something when I was matched with her. I just turned 40. Um, and if you can believe it, of course, she aged out of the program when she was 18 and we reconnected in adulthood. She's now, I think, 27, 28. And we now have a great relationship in adulthood and we have a fun side hustle together. It's just so cool what these relationships can become. Oh my God, what's become. the side hustle? <laughs> it's actually active wear. <laughs> nice. That's why I'm wearing leggings today. Oh, nice. We're talking to Rebecca Romero, who's the director of Big Brothers Big Sisters. So we talked a little bit about where to go online, 
maybe yeah. run that stuff down again for people who it, didn't catch it. it. Yes. So uh, we are online at bbbsep.org. That's Big Brothers, Big Sisters, El Paso.org. Um, and all of the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, were just search Big Brothers, Big Sisters of El Paso or it's at bbbsep. And, um, you know, you can always call us the old-fashioned way, 915-544-4203. And, you know, you did mention the background checks. And, of course, safety is our top priority. We have to always keep that top of mind when we're dealing with children. So anyone who comes will be screened, background checked, referenced. Um, Sorry, Buzz, you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no judgment. I don't know your all's histories. <laughs> no. I'm sure you guys would make fantastic big brothers. No, like he's already my big. Like well, I call him my. You huge. claim him. He's my huge yeah. at this point. Bigger than big. Yeah, it's bigger than big. Yeah. Stupendous, you might yeah. say. I, oh, all right. That is fantastic. Well, uh, now most of the kids, especially I'm, I'm picturing that a 12 year old boy is just going to be thrilled to have a grown up, you know, who's not their mom, right? You right. Know, taking them to do stuff and right. spending time with. Most of them are probably thrilled. Do you ever have uh, this? This kid might be a hard case. We need to get somebody really, really good. You know, so maybe somebody with experience. Well, (laughs) the needs of the children do vary. I mean, and what they are enrolling for. You know, some of them, they may be just dealing with... being very shy and self-conscious and they need a self-esteem boost. Um, some of them may have struggles at home. Some of them may have struggles at school, uh, academically even. Some of them may be being bullied. So the reasons for enrollment of the children really do vary a lot. Um, but all of them, our program, I mean, obviously we're not like a counseling program or anything like that. So our children all are they all have issues that the average person off the street could handle. Mm-hmm. If they have anything beyond that, we will refer them for additional um, support services with some of our partners in the community. Yeah. So all of the kids and big brothers, big sisters should be manageable by um, the average Joe walking into our program. Give me that phone number, Rebecca, one more mm-hmm. time, the 544 number. Because Nine- I feel like a lot of people still do like Yes, call they do, right? I know. So it's 915-544-4203. Um, and if you you know don't have anything to write that down, you can just Google that and find our phone number online. Um, what if somebody's here this and they were like, boy, you know, I did, I I was a big 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. but after hearing, you know, the need for it, maybe I want to, you know, go back into it. I'm a legacy here. Would you encourage that? Could somebody be 35? Yes. Oh. 40 years old? Yes. Be a big? Okay. <laughs> so 20 is the minimum age requirement to be a big, but we have had bigs on up into their late 70s. I mean, it really, as long as you still have energy and the heart to hang out with right. a kid, I right. mean... If I think, you can take it, they'll take you. Uh, right. I mean, I think about my dad. He's 70 and is still, like, so active with my kids and, like, a great big brother, if you will, to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I, How do the kids feel about stand-up comedy and <laughs> specifically open mics? How would they feel about parking cars? <laughs> yeah. As long as there's not like a minimum age requirement for the club. There is. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, if you're if you're funny, definitely bring that to the relationship. Kids, kids like humor. <laughs> All right, Rebecca, thank you for dropping by. Thanks for giving us the, the uh, update here. Yep, the 
pandemic hit everything and Big Brothers. Yes, we're still recovering. So, uh, you know, find them online. Thank you, Rebecca. Volunteer. We need (laughs) you. Let's take a break. We'll come back and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is on the way right after this. The Morning Show that's live. I just wanted to uh, mention we had Rebecca Romero from Big Brothers Big Sisters El Paso. And they're having a big event coming up. (laughs) In a couple of months, August 21st, Top Golf Goes Big. So, this is a fundraiser. You can uh, pay to go out and play at Top Golf, and it's going to be about the same price as you would for a regular day out at Top Golf, but the proceeds are going to go to support Big Brothers, Big Sisters of El Paso. All right, so really good cause. Oh, nice to get the big. word out there. I, I was just telling Buzz, like, oh, I totally want to do this, but there's no way that we would pass any of those background checks. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, not really that part. I think it was more of the the, the urine test. Uh, <laughs> I have something to announce. <gasps> what? Are we ready? You're pregnant. No. Oh, Shut your mouth. Happy birthday to you. We have a birthday boy in the house. This is your day. Is it your birthday today? It's Buzz's no birthday. Way. Woo! Happy 90th birthday, buddy. Gosh, how did that fly under the radar? I would like to thank our digital managing editor, Emily, for saying that Facebook <laughs> yeah, Emily. reminded her. Good job. Happy birthday, Buzz. Happy birthday. You make 79 look great. Shut you up. You look great yeah. for 68. Look at that hair. Not one gray in there. Full head of hair. That's right. Not a gray head on my... Well, well maybe a little in the beard. So. Well, no. Uh, no, you're t- the top of your head. Well, it happens when you die, but... Uh, well, thank you. I thought uh, I, I thought I was in the clear. We only have like an hour left in the show. I thought for sure I was going to make it without no, anybody noticing. We are trying to get like at least a lunch or some cake. Oh, yeah. Somebody bring a cake or some lunch. You know what I really want, right? What's that? Chuck and cheese for my birthday. Chuck and chuck and cheese for my birthday. I want to be in that ticket blaster. For my birthday. Chuck and cheese for my birthday. Go check out the band. Chuck. Get some za. Chuck and cheese for my birthday. Chuck and chuck and chuck and cheese for my birthday. I can't believe you said that I would be pregnant as my announcement. I know. I was just trying to think of This is the worst time for this. <laughs> All right. Well, Happy thank birthday. you guys. Right, how old are you turning? Honestly. You're a man, so you shouldn't really care about this. Well, I can I can narrow this down for you. When I was born, I'll tell you who the president was, okay? okay. And that's a, the most you're getting. McKinley. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Franklin Pierce. <laughs> Johnson. All right, this is, all right, so 70s? <laughs> 60? 68? Oh, it'd be, have to be 68, yeah, around there. Well, I mean, didn't Johnson take over when Kennedy was assassinated? So it could be anywhere from 60, what would that be, 64 to 68? So there's kind of the range. Mm. <laughs> all right. I can't believe you just won't tell us. Yeah, what a woman. <laughs> Let me just say it's on the it's on the younger range, <laughs> the, the younger end of that range. Yeah. 
Happy birthday, Buzzy. Well, thank you. Are you going to do anything special for your birthday? Not at all. Did you have a special birthday weekend? I, I think I've mentioned this before. Growing up, birthdays were not a big deal. Oh, right. Deal. Yeah, not, we weren't like... Uh, He's ranted about this before. Mm-hmm. Not, not ranted, but I know there are some religions where they don't celebrate. We weren't that. So there are some, like Seventh-day Adventist or... Uh, there are different mm-hmm. religions that don't celebrate birthday, but we weren't that. But it was just... We'd get a cake. Mm-hmm. And maybe every two or three or four years... You hear that? Maybe a party. Bosses out there, Cake. Cake. Is it cake? <laughs> but it was never, I don't know, just birthdays were not such a humongous deal. Well, you are always, you are always taught not to think too much of yourself. Yeah. You're like, don't think too much. You are not that great. You're not that good. <laughs> Is your girlfriend going to do anything fun? God, I hope not. <laughs> does she, now I know you said you didn't know when her birthday was. Yeah, does she know when it's your birthday? But does she know when it's your birthday? Maybe. Maybe. I'm sure she has her ways of figuring it out. <laughs> I guess, I, like do friends. I have to do something for you? I, I, I should. Do I, you have to you do something for me? should, dude. As like your best friend, I guess. As your best friend. Oh. Uh, Matt is my best friend. <laughs> oh. It was you constantly remind me of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's balder than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I don't. Come on. I'm sad. I got everything I need. What? Happy birthday. I appreciate Buzzy. it. Mm-hmm. This is your day. <laughs> I think the more Took you're doing this, my <laughs> the more uncomfortable it's making, but yeah. the funnier it is. I love that yeah, version of Happy Birthday. It's from the new kids on the block. Uh, not a big deal, guys, but thank you. Oh, what about, uh, can one of us give you 58 punches in the arm? It's not 58. Or 59 58. spanks on the buttocks? Nope, none of that, no and spanking. it's not 58. Okay, I guess HR would have a problem a with hug. one of those. Do you want a hug? Nope. Okay. Belly, nope. belly rub? You know what? Just a just a, a, a heartfelt happy birthday is great. Happy That's birthday to you. you. Can, you know what? I would really love if you let me play the the mashup that I did in honor of the two top yes. movies. Okay. That sounds like a right. deal. So Elvis, which I went to go see on Saturday. Uh-huh. Get ready for like three hours because it's like two hours and 40 minutes. So if you get there in time for the previews and everything. Who'd you take with you to go see it? My daughter. Which I'm surprised she oh, sat did through. did she enjoy it too? Yeah. Yeah, she liked it. She thought it was very inappropriate, the nature of Elvis's relationship with, with Priscilla. Priscilla. Was, she, they were they met when she was 14 and Elvis was like 20 or whatever. But but. Didn't, you say, didn't you say your daughter was like, they didn't go over... Elvis grooming a young 14-year-old. Right. I said, you know, I think they just kind of looked at that sort of thing a, a little different back in those days. And spe- Anyway, she enjoyed it, my my nephew Gabriel and my girlfriend. I'm uh, surprised were, that they, the, your, your daughter and uh, Gabriel... Your daughter's in that stage where yeah. she's just apathetic. Oh, and being able to sit for three hours in like True. a movie. It was a very spect. I thought it was. I'm reading the reviews, and they're you know good, but not. I've read the, the roof. reviews too. Yeah. I think people not are putting great. it like a seven. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good. That's solid. Yeah, I thought it was better than that. I put it up at a nine. I oh, thought it was great, visually then. stunning. And here's the, one, the soundtrack for the movie. 
Fantastic. And I, I want to know who's singing because if it's that act, if it's that kid singing some of that, then that's amazing. But the, my big takeaway is that Austin Butler is going to be one of the biggest stars in Hollywood, yeah. uh, like on the level of Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp yeah, or a George Clooney. He is just destined to be and his performance is outstanding. And if you like Elvis, You'll like this movie. I think even if you don't like Elvis or if you don't have any specific feelings about Elvis one way or the other, I, I thought it was much better than most of the reviews hmm. that it's getting. It's not getting bad reviews. But anyway, Elvis tied Top Gun Maverick. So that means over this past weekend, as many people went to go see Top Gun Maverick in its, what, sixth week as went to fourth, fifth week as went to see Elvis. And Top Gun Maverick hit the billion-dollar mark globally. Um, so Elvis probably is not going to get to a billion dollars. But I decided to try uh, a mashup. It is Monday. That's when we do our mashups. I was just telling you ahead of time, this was kind of slapped together when I saw that these two movies were on top. And it's not as good as some of these awesome mashups that we've seen. But here's what I did. I mashed up Elvis and Top Gun Maverick. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Will I don't think you should ever strike anyone, mm -hmm. even if you disagree with them, even if you think they tried to overthrow democracy, even if you think they are a traitor who probably deserves to be in prison. What if they remember your birthday? They remember your birthday. You definitely shouldn't strike them. Yeah. That. Punch them. No. Mm -hmm. News to tell you about a man hit former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani today at a shop. Oh, okay, I that. I, and then the chick that like starts rubbing his back. Ay, sana, sana, de rana. <laughs> As I'm eyeballing it on this CCTV, yes, it doesn't look like it's the kind of thing that you would charge somebody for a felony uh, aggravated assault. But look that he walks and then the, there's an exchange of words and it's almost like he wants to just keep walking. He should have just kept walking. And then they, uh, I think they kind of... Nobody stopped him. He should have just walked right out the store. Yeah. But then there's you can, the guy that slapped Giuliani on the back or pat, patted him. Uh, more than a pat. I'm going to say more than a pat, but not a, not quite a swat. <sighs> A smack. No, uh, a not smack, even a smack. A pat to get his attention. An attention getting I mean, smack. I, it's okay. Let me put pat. it this way. If the guy had said, we love you, Rudy, or you're America's mayor, there would probably have not been a police report. But the fact that he called him a scumbag and then exchanged other words with him right. probably put it in a hole. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you ever met people like when they when they shake hands they're they're so aggressive with the handshake? You remember yes. That? Well, let me tell you, growing up at a Baptist church, it used to be like 
how can I be so friendly that I might leave bruises? <laughs> like, with a hand, <laughs> like a, hey, want, how you doing? I want my handshake to always be remembered. <laughs> All right, so. <gasps> yeah, like a, like a little pat on the back. Yeah, it is more of a pat than a slap. Keep, keep going, dude. Don't talk. Don't interact. So the guy stopped, and then he starts interacting with these people. It seems like this guy's pulling him aside. I wonder if that guy's security. That guy's probably, I don't know. It looked like there might have been some security there. Anyway, they arrested the guy, uh, unnamed 39-year-old man who patted uh, Rudy Giuliani on the back. Maybe it was slightly. You know, a lesser man would have <laughs> would have stumbled, and, stumbled and cracked his skull. Thank God I'm in such good shape. I can't believe Rudy was sober enough to be standing up that straight, to tell you the truth. Okay, but having seen it, it doesn't sound like a fel. It doesn't look like a felony assault. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the guy had said, had some encouraging words or whatever, they probably would not have made a deal out of it at all, right? Could I give you 59 pats on the back today? I'm not, uh, I'm not 59, dude. 56. Closer, right? You're getting closer, but you're still overshooting it. 55. How about we not talk about my birthday? Oh, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Everybody celebrate Buzz. He gets so awkward about it. You know, I just found out the Cheerios B is called Buzz. Yeah, did you hear that iced tea? Yeah. I, I was like, what's this promotion we're doing with iced tea and Buzz? <laughs> and, Buzz is like, I never agreed and to Joanna this. had to tell me. Oh, it's a. It's for Honey Nut Cheerios, <laughs> and the bee's name is Buzz. Um, Happy birthday to you. Thanks, Joanna. Appreciate it. This is your day. Why don't we, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and crank out uh, a Mo Show calendar? All right. All right. Let's go ahead and do that since it's, uh, you know, find out who else is having a Hold birthday. On, I have to switch. Oh, you know what's part of the calendar? Helen Keller. I always remember that Helen Keller's birthday was the same as mine for some reason. Happy birthday, Helen Keller. Birthdays today. Oh, look at this. Today is happy birthday to you day. My birthday <gasps> falls on happy. What does that mean? Oh, my God. That's you. No, look it up. Maybe it's the day it was written. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Maybe happy birthday to you was, was written. You would think, oh, okay, well, nobody wrote happy birthday to you, but there are actually like songwriting credits and it was not in the public domain for a long time, which is why at a lot of restaurants, they'll sing you anything but happy birthday. You know how they'll come up, happy, happy birthday, happy, happy. Oh, yeah. It's because that was, it was copy, copyrighted. Yeah. Did you say copyrighted or copywritten? Copywritten? Yeah, because today is the birthday of the woman who wrote the song's melody. Composer and educator Mildred Hill was thought, born today. I thought a lady and her sister wrote it. Like, it's like took two people I to write this I think she wrote the melody. Hey, does anyone know what we're supposed to be doing when they sing happy birthday to us? What do you mean, like at a restaurant? Yeah. Like, am I clapping? Dying like, of oh, embarrassment. Or Happy, happy, Georgia. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody likes it when they're the one. Have you ever seen anybody who's like, oh, thank you for doing this? Do you want to hear what she, they actually wrote the, the melody to for happy birthday? The actual lyrics were for kids in a classroom to all sing. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. You're not singing happy. You're Wait, not that's sing- not. No. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're a little flat. Good. You're a little flat. Really? 
Happy birthday. Everything's got to be Elvis now since I saw Elvis. Happy birthday. You'll have Good morning to you. Oh, my God. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear children. Good morning oh, to all. And then the teachers would sing, and then the kids would sing back, Good morning, dear teacher. Yep. Today is National Onion Day. <laughs> Why are onion. onions so funny? Onion. Please onion. Tell, please tell me how you tell your girlfriend tomatoes and onion. Tomate? Si. Lechuga? Si. Queso? Si. Onion? Quiere yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bon? No. Quiere what? Bon. What's bon? A bun. Get a bun? Because I have to ask, because sometimes she's doing like Atkins. No, no quiero bun. Onion? Si, onion. Pan. Today is National Sunglasses Day. Uh, birthdays include Chandler Riggs, who played Carl on Walking Dead. Started off as a little, little tyke, and now he's 23 years old. Can you believe Carl's 23? Oh, my God. He was like 12. The character didn't make it to 23, but the actor did. I was going to say. Oh, no, he didn't. Hey, you have the same birthday as somebody on The Walking Dead. That's awesome. Uh, Drake Bell from Drake and Josh is 36. That's not great. (laughs) No, it's not. Why? (laughs) Didn't he have some kind of Me Too type of scenario? He kind of did with an underage girl. What? Like, yes, really? Dude. Like sending kind of suggestive messages or whatever, and he kind of I had to do I think they settled out, right, but uh, right. it, it just didn't look good on him at all. Well, you share a birthday with him, too. Khloe Kardashian turns 38 today. The young one? Yes. Of The the youngest of the... Car- well, I guess Rob is the I youngest. Think it's like the oldest one is the smallest one, and the youngest one is the biggest one. Yeah. Is the way it works out with the original Kardashians. Yeah. Well, a... Ri- the others the are Jenner. The others are Jenners. Yeah, but they're Kardashians. <laughs> What's they're the name? Card- they don't call it the Jenners. They call it the Kardashians. Uh, Toby Maguire, the OG Spider-Man, is forty. Not not really the original Spider-Man. I told you somebody had to do that voice in the cartoon. And true. And somebody had to dress up like him on the Electric Company. <laughs> Toby Maguire, though, is forty-seven today. Drake Bell changed his name. To Drake Campana. To Drake Campana, which means bell in Spanish. <laughs> and he moved to Mexico? He should have changed his first name to Taco instead. <laughs> like I say, I think there's a lot of, there was a lot of disgrace that went on. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look good for him. Is Drake Bell Mexican now? <laughs> he does like on TikTok, he does a lot of like songs in Spanish. Uh, it sounds like he's trying to assume a new identity. Here's kind of what it sounds yeah, like. He's made the move to sing and post on social media exclusively in Spanish. I just But he reportedly has a huge Latin X base. Oh, Latin Latin X. Latinx. <laughs> uh, also director J.J. Abrams, who did Alias and Lost, and also directed a bunch of Star Trek and a bunch of uh, Star Wars stuff. Kind of ruined a bunch of series. Yeah, I thought he really wrecked Star Trek, and... Yeah, you don't like that whole new timeline. No, I don't like that whole new timeline where it's just like, oh, so everything that happened in Star Trek, 
Although they would do that kind of like stuff all the time. I know. But this was like, oh, all this stuff that you've consumed from Star Trek, none of that happened because I say so. And, uh, yeah, I, I would say the Star Wars prequels weren't great. You know, it really says something that the, the there have been three series that were better than any of the Star Wars movies in the past couple of years. Uh, so J.J. Abrams is 56 today. I am not as old as J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Are you sure? Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. All right. And today is also National Bingo Day. So do they still do bingo all, all over the place? I, it seemed like I remember, I remember when everybody I was, was going to bingo that was my older relatives were all going to bingo. Bingo oh. is intense these days. They is it still great, huge? Like, gifts. We should start going to bingo. Well, I was going to thought maybe it got canceled in the pandemic. I'm, yeah, I'm sure, sure it did, but it's it's back, and I see a lot of TikTok people like they go live at bingo, and they have like five cards and that big old marker. Okay, my question is not that somebody, I get that somebody would make a TikTok of them playing bingo, but who would watch Lots the of people, TikTok apparently. of somebody doing bingo? Remember when I was hosting at bingo night at one of the bars here? That was like a big deal for a while. Like having uh, bingo at bars was like mm-hmm. no, nah, I was not aware. That you did that. <laughs> okay. Glad to know you know me so Listen well. Listen to your friend, Bob. Yeah, I thought you did like trivia night. It was bingo. Was it bingo? Yeah. All right. Well, I never <laughs> went, so how do you expect me to know? <laughs> Today is National Bingo Day, a day of celebration for one of the most fun pastimes in our country. B7. <laughs> it's fun and excitement for the whole family. 65! <laughs> and there's nothing like getting a winner. I-22! Bingo! So get out and enjoy National Bingo Day. Why don't you come on up and get your ham? The Buzz Adams Morning Show. Buzz is back. This hour brought to you by Smack and Cheese. Smack and Cheese. Heat it up in a spoon. Buzz in the morning show. Only on 95.5 KLAQ. Five seconds to go. Up it comes to the line. Colorado has won the Stanley Cup. The uh, Colorado Avalanche put it away. By beating the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa 2-1. Went to game six of the Stanley Cup Finals. It's the third championship for Colorado. And their first since 2001. Going to get to entertainment news coming up shortly with Joanna Barba. We have that on the way in just a few moments. You know what? You want to know something weird? Sure. Joanna? Oh, yeah. What's up? I was uh, looking at Drake. Uh, Bell's uh, Wikipedia page. Uh huh. And I was just, I accidentally scrolled all the way to the bottom where all the references are, and it said uh, 99.5 KLQ. 99.5. I'm sorry, 95.5. God, dude. I'm sorry, it said uh, 95.5 KLQ interview. And I was like, what? And it's Buzz interviewing Drake Bell. <laughs> yeah, Drake came oh, by. He interviewed him. When we used to do our shows from Austin, he was one of the guests who came by because he had a solo album. The album, right, yeah. And did you guys know you shared a birthday? Did not know that, no. Interesting. 
Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, crazy. We only had him for like 30 minutes, but... Wow, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and don't blame me for 99.5. That's our number now. That's true, 99.5. Let me go ahead and give out that number because we're going to give away some <laughs> Wet Wild uh, tickets. I found out we have some tickets this week to give away for Wet Wild. You can use them anytime you like uh, this season, so through the end of summer. And here's the telephone number. I'll give you the cue to call in just a few minutes, but make sure you have the number handy. It's 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. Why it's not 4955. <laughs> we will never I guess know. somebody already had that number, so we just said, yeah, close enough. Yeah, we'll be, four, we'll be 995 instead of 955. That's my motto. Close enough. enough. <laughs> A study has found that you are more likely to befriend someone if you have similar body odor as they do. What? A new study found that people are more likely to have friends with a similar body odor. In an experiment, they had people stay on their own away from their partners and pets and had them wear white t-shirts that were provided to them. Then they used computer and human analysis to compare the smells on the shirts. Hmm. It says here the odor signatures of friends were statistically more closely matched than odors between non-friends. I don't think it's implying that anybody's especially stinky. Like B.O.? Just whatever odor there is. What is an odor signature? Okay. Uh, There was another experiment where they had people mingle with a series of strangers in close proximity. Then they asked who they felt like they clicked with, and the smell analysis predicted 77% of the people who hit it off or clicked. Oh, interesting. And 68% of cases where both sides said they did not click. Huh. I guess all this must be going on at a like a subconscious level. I mean, unless you smell... You know. It's not very often that I've said, I don't think I'm going to hang out with that person because I don't like the way they smell. Never said that about you. I'm sure people have, though. <laughs> Not at all. What are dogs sniffing for? What are I mean? What all are they? They probably go- are doing that, right? Oh, you got a nice butt. I mean, you seem like you're a nice person. It's almost like they, they do it for hello. a little bit, and then they're mm-hmm. like, "Okay, you check out." Yeah, yeah, that's how they say hello. You clear? Yeah, but also they they must be picking at like what they eat, where they've been, what other animals they've been around. You know, they their sense of smell is so highly developed. Dogs probably it's probably like reading somebody's little miniature biography. They're like, "Oh, I was dog. at that park last week too." Yeah, right. Should we? Start and for sni- some reason, it's all in the butt. Should we start sniffing butt? butts more often? Is that what you're suggesting, Buzz? No, I'm not suggesting it at all. What is I, what am I smelling like? Wife beater. Somebody <laughs> made a stinky. A drink <laughs> <laughs> Um Anderson Cooper told a story about his gay awakening, which was he says when he was eleven years old it all clicked that that he was gay. His gay kinning. His gay kinning? <laughs> that should have been a urban dictionary word. Gay kinning. That's a Joanna term. 
so Anderson Cooper says he was 11 when he realized once and for Doesn't all. Doesn't he come from a super rich family or family? His, yeah. mom, his was mom was uh, Vanderbilt, oh, right? Gloria yeah, Vanderbilt. Gloria, yeah. Right, his mother's Gloria Vanderbilt. So uh, he says that his mom's gay friends took him to see the Broadway play Bent when he was 11 years old. Huh. And Anderson went backstage and was too distracted by the star of the show, Richard Gere, who was shirtless. So Anderson Cooper told this story. Hey, this is about 30 seconds long. It's going to get pretty gay, guys. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Sutland Park uh, city manager and council decided to change some of the municipal rules about marijuana sales. You want an update on that? Absolutely. Well, New Mexico legalized cannabis for adults age 21 and over last year. And uh, there's a, uh, you know, the state law legalizes cannabis and regulates commercial sales, but allows municipalities to set local zoning rules like hours uh, that they're open and where they can be and things like that. However, the New Mexico law forbids any locality or municipality from banning cannabis sales altogether. Um, city councilors amended Sunland Park's cannabis ordinance, reducing the minimum distance between dispensaries and schools or daycare centers. Also, uh, they've made it uh, so that uh, drive-through purchases are going to be allowed at retail locations. That's the one. Is that that's a big deal? Like going through the drive-through? <clears throat> well, I I think. There are certain people who who would prefer the comfort of staying in their car, not getting out, and and dealing with the you know other people in line. Yeah, I think that's that's way better. There was also a proposal that would allow dispensaries in Sunland Park, New Mexico, to be open twenty four hours a day, but counselors voted that down. Right, because when it's three a.m. and you really need that edible. <laughs> Well, actually, some of the people arguing against the 24 hours were some of the people in the cannabis business. One person testified and said, how am I going to keep my employees safe at 3 o'clock in the morning? Right. Uh, you know, because they they deal in cash so much mm-hmm. that it's, I mean, this is one of the things that uh, has been a challenge. Oh, yeah, it's a right. target for, Absolutely. for robbery and crime. Uh, so the hours of cannabis purchases are going to be 7 a.m. through midnight. Monday through Sunday and 8 a.m. to midnight, uh, uh, 7 to midnight Monday through Saturday and 8 a.m. to midnight on Sunday. Uh, let's see. Dispensaries near the Texas line are positioned to capitalize on prohibition in the neighboring state. Uh, I will say, hmm. This is all hypothetical, by the way, that I'm talking about. I don't have any firsthand knowledge, obviously. Mm. But they've got a lot wider variety of products in Colorado, but Colorado's been doing it for a longer time, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have more brands, and mm-hmm. it seems like the New Mexico ones that that I've heard about 
mm-hmm. are a little more limited on their choices. Well, what you remember, what you have to remember is that each of the states is creating its own business industry. They're not importing from Colorado, for example. Yeah, but Willie Nelson is everywhere. Like the, the <laughs> Willie Weed is everywhere but New Mexico. Like it's already in places it's that's established like here yet. Let me. I guarantee you, in Colorado, the Willie's weed is grown there. It's, they're not importing it from anywhere else. So every state has to create their own industry from growing to selling. Good point. Yeah. What if it doesn't grow as well in some places? Then you're not going to get it. Or it's going to be indoor. Or it's going to be indoor grown. Is that called hydroponics? Yes. It's, a lot of it is mostly grown indoors. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like, the brands and the labels. And what I'm saying is it's, it's much specific more limited. Because it's specific to each state. Okay. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I guess so, but... <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying... Does so, that not make sense to everybody else? No, yes. because Mike Tyson has his has his farm or his ranch or whatever, and I'm pretty sure that they sell his branded weed in a lot of... Not just in California or wherever they are. Yeah, probably. So, so, what are you saying? What, what are you trying to so argue? If, you're, so if you buy weed in New Mexico, it's guaranteed that it was grown in New Mexico. In New Mexico, yes. Well, I guess that could be a real matter of civic pride, then, couldn't it? Like which I'm state has? I'm sure the they're best still fit. trying to get up to the, you know, a bigger platform of hey, you know, Tyson, bring your weed here, right? Really, exactly. Bring your weed here. They just legalized it not too long yeah. ago. Give it until the end of the year. Maybe. Colorado has had years to get Willie and Mike to get their farm. All it would take exactly. is to get one farm to start growing your stuff there. Weed dispensary owners, let us know how it works. Hey, uh, here's another <laughs> thing I don't understand. Crypto, is that still in the toilet? <laughs> What's going on with crypto, Nico? <laughs> I don't know, I think it's terrible right now. <laughs> I think it's pretty it's much... Not, it's not a good time for it, I It's guess. not a good time for crypto. Uh, I think it's still at 21,000. Maybe it's 22,000 by now for Bitcoin. From for a high of what, like around 60? Yeah. 62, maybe 64,000 for one Bitcoin. For one Bitcoin. Right. One coin? Mm-hmm. I imagine them like actual coins. What if they send you like a Super tiny, Mario. like a microscopic coin? Like <laughs> if, you, if you only bought $10 worth of Bitcoin, it's the size of an atom. Well, because they have, a full coin would be the size of like a half dollar, right? Isn't that how you're picturing it? A, like, like Super a Mario Brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be on a flash drive. I mean, yeah, all I your Bitcoin could be on a little thumb drive. I want a real coin. I want a real coin, too. Uh, also, I think the... Uh, <laughs> These imaginary coins just don't do they it don't for do me. They don't do it for me. Like, if I could actually get I something... Hold it. it doesn't hit the same way. It doesn't exactly. hit as hard. I but think, if one coin is worth $21,000, like... $20 would be... I want it to be a thick coin. Sign of, the size of an atom. Yeah, the size of an <laughs> electron. I think NFTs are crashing right now, too. A lot of people are realizing that paying $20 million for a digital picture of an ape is kind of a weird... <laughs> I've the got ape a... that was stolen. Yeah, right. If it's going to be easily stolen, I'm not going to pay for it. Well, Seth Green got it back, by the way. That's oh, been all oh. resolved. Joanna, oh. don't worry. These they things go for like $200,000. You and I are not wealthy enough to be in the NFT game. Mark game. Yeah, we're not, not players. I want to play anyway. Well, Keanu Reeves uh, recently signed up for a California-based crypto startup. 
And this is kind of shocking because in an interview he gave to uh, Vogue or GQ uh, about four months or six months ago, and it, somebody said, well, what do you think about digital currency and digital assets? That you, that you, and he started just laughing at the interviewer, saying, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Wait a minute. So Keanu's involved in digital currency? Now he is. But didn't know what it was before? No, I'm saying six months ago, Keanu was was ridiculing the idea. And six months later, time, he learned what it all means. Now he's on the board of a crypto... Well, six months I ago, need- Matt Damon was telling us during a Super Bowl commercial <laughs> that we are fools if we don't... And cowards. Be brave. Right. Don't be a coward. I wonder if Matt Damon regrets any of that, because that seemed very aggressive trying to sell me something that I'm not even really sure if it's <laughs> worth what you're trying to sell Yeah, me. and making a cinematic, you know, freaking... I got a couple of <laughs> NFT updates. Okay. This seems to be a match made in purgatory. Okay. Uh, infamous scammer Anna Delvey <gasps> is selling NFTs. The one that says, you look poor. You look poor. <laughs> what you dress, accent is that? You dress Whatever poor. accent she has. Why do you look poor? I mean, doesn't that kind of make sense, though, that it's it seems to me kind of like a scam. Like a scam and, and one of the biggest p- scam artists is doing it. Yeah, right. And I am poor, so I can't do this. I'm in prison. <laughs> I don't dress, but my makeup is on fleek. <laughs> why, why are you dressed like that? Why are you dressed poor? <laughs> Jack White seems to regret selling White Stripes NFTs. I was not aware that there were White Stripe NFTs, but apparently there were last year. Okay. And, uh... Mr. Jack White doesn't seem to be all that happy about it. The idea came from his former management company, and he went along with it. Here's how I imagine it is. Hey, there's this thing. You don't have to understand it, but you could make a lot of money, and there's not a whole lot of risk for you. And he probably said, yeah, go ahead, man. I'm just going to sit over here and play guitar. He was like, what could go wrong? And then, oh, no, everything went wrong. Well, he didn't buy the NFTs. They were selling the NFTs. So anyway, what he says now about it, this is what Jack White has to say. It didn't really interest me. It's not something we'll be doing very much of. And and I think he really nails it here. I don't get it. I think he really nails it with this next statement. It gives off a vibe of, well, if people are stupid enough to give me money for this, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you agree with that sentiment. I, I do kind of agree with that sentiment. Here are some uh, reactions to the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade over the weekend. Full House star Jody Sweeten joined a group protesting and uh, ended up getting shoved by an LAPD officer, caused her to stumble over a curb and... Hit the pavement. She wasn't seriously injured. Got right back up. Jody Sweeten later said she was, quote, extremely proud of the hundreds of people who showed up. Sarah Silverman joined a women's march in New York City. Lizzo and Live Nation are teaming up to donate $1 million to Planned Parenthood and the National Network of Abortion Funds. Rage Against the Machine is donating 475000 to abortion rights groups. Uh, during a Green Day show in London, Billy Joe Armstrong renounced his U.S. citizenship. I don't know if this is like legally binding or not, but if you want to hear it, I've got it right here. 